excerpt from the writings of Cathar Dragomir. This is it. This is the end. Death was... welcome. It felt wrong to view it as so. But that sleep we are promised, a peace unknown to the living, was never so beloved until I had it. And now? The hold is in ruins. The people gone or fallen. My glorious, glorious angel. Slain sometime in my negligent breast. No life could I sacrifice to right the wrongs that have happened. So I shall give it my death. The Lord was the first of us. Furious. A rancor unlike that I had ever seen. Seething in silence a menace that I could not put to words. When I woke with a start, I knew where I must go. Clawing and scrabbling from my dirt and wooden bed. It was undignified. We were undignified. But we were here. My brothers, ready to serve again. We were filled with that anger, brought back by loyalty and love. But loath am I to say it, I am not certain that this anger is righteous. It seems fighting back the war of time is almost as hard as the vampire. We lose more every day, and I, I too feel my memories and hopes fade. My weariness emerge. That anger has become something else, seeping, sinister. I have faith in my lord. I hope he can end the madness of that fiend more, but selfishly I hope it is soon, for I am so very tired. As it stands, this stalemate, this is the end of hope. Hi, Internet. Welcome back. You know, it's us, the people you like, sometimes. Do they? Great, now they're I'm not, not sure. going to like Sometimes. Shh. Not with that attitude, James. Oh, well, you changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last time on Curse of Innistrad, uh, our uh, folks set out from the Bitterheart camp, finding their way out towards a fort they had discussed in previous times. The uh, Heron's Light Hold, a previous bastion of light against varieties of forces in the darkness, held by an angel uh, of name which they do not know at the current moment. Uh, going there in search of potential treasures or methods to fight back uh, vampires or other foul creatures of the night, they found themselves looking around and finding it in quite a dilapidated state. After searching around for a good point of entry, they decided that going through the collapsed third of the building would be an excellent way to move it further in. Upon doing so, however, they found it was filled with both the silk and actual bodies of massive spiders living from the Somberwald, a large black chitinous variety, titanic, past the size of humans, nearing the size of horses. However, uh, this did not deter them much at all, at first debating about retreat, but then setting ablaze to them in their home and defeating all but seemingly one of them in the process. However, tired from their victory, they set themselves to camp for the night, giving themselves quite a few hours of rest before setting up for means of rest. While they were doing so, and having a barrier erected for them by Faustus, they found themselves, uh, well, while keeping watch, 
uh, as night rolled around, Grimhild encountered a strange figure moving towards the hold. A man whose face showed signs of decay, however, but still structured and eyes aglow like a normal human, just slightly more lit in the night. He showed signs of a corpse and signs of a geist, but still too much humanity there. After emerging from the shadows of her hiding place, uh, she introduced herself to him, who coined himself to her as Dragomir, a uh, man who is currently, well, a geist of sorts, possessing his own corpse for some purpose of keeping people safe, it seems, at the moment. He can return to find himself to remember and rest, but in the process of doing so, he warned about that the inside was filled with more of them, that may not take as kindly to some of the uh, to an incoming group of travelers. However, there was a name that they recognized, the name of a Sir Godfrey, a knight of quite a time past who had served the church loyally, who seemed to also be animated in such a way. As he moved to go through the main entry to the, uh, the fort proper is where we called an end to the session. So, you hear the sound of the doorway creaking, wood pushing against wood. It's heavy and the hinges don't seem to be used too frequently, but he doesn't mind as he pushes inward. He doesn't push it very far open, just enough so he can move his body through, but Grimhild, from where you are next to the statue of the angel, there is a feeling through the air, almost like that of wind, but the weather is relatively calm for the moment and it's silent, like breath, warm, but not damp instead warm to your core reaching into you and there's a glow in the air emerging from the angel her wings turning an autumn orange for a moment pale though not as strong as it seems that this might have been wanting to do to look upon it not pushing through the moss entirely as it lights up but he doesn't seem to pay much mind to this event and steps inside and shuts the door and as he does so the angel's wings once again dim what do you do? Uh, I guess I finish my watch. Okay, you were going to watch for the rest of the night, if I do recall, because you were doing relatively well and you said to let everyone else have more rest. Okay, um, time continues progressing forward. Uh, and just to make sure no one else had anything else they were doing in the night? Nope. Nope, sleeping and then eventually preparing spells. Yeah, just sleeping. <clears throat> okay. Gotta get them spells. Uh, so then I would like to ask, uh, all of you to, uh, please mute yourselves except for Illyria. This is never well, actually, a good excuse me. Excuse me, before doing that, everyone but Grimhild, please roll me a wisdom, uh, not a wisdom, a charisma saving throw. Charisma save? Oh, sick. Uh, oh. you do not get the bonus from Conrad, except for Conrad himself. That, that wasn't great. <laughs> Well, aren't we off to a lovely start? I got a 30. Excellent. 13. Oh, why? 20 plus his outrageous amount of modifiers. How about yeah, these get yeah. really good charisma saves? Yep. Uh, if you would just all post these down in chat, please. Jesus Christ, God. That's only two people so far, if the rest would. Uh, Grimheld, when are you going to go to sleep, by the way? How long are you planning on staying up? Or did you already get as much uh, rest as you wanted? Yeah, I think she just... Wow. Because Nick had first uh, watch. Yeah, he did. He yeah. For like a couple I mean, yeah, hours. Stay. Should, I mean, hey, man, this is prime brooding time. Sure. <laughs> She's going to climb up on the she wall. Stands dynamically on top of the angel statue and overlooks a bro. <laughs> brooding next to her new gargoyle friend. 
<laughs> he turns out to literally be a gargoyle. T. David, what are you doing here? Uh, Grove, Illyria, and uh, Conrad, if you'd post in the Hangouts chat, that'd make it more. Oh, oh. oh. sorry, I was in the roll 20 chat. We were in the 20s. <laughs> I figured after a while. Even with my shitty charisma modifier, I made a 12. I'm so happy. Sure. Um, okay. So, yes, now if everyone except for uh, Illyria would please mute your mics for the moment, I'll uh, send a message in Skype chat when. You mean mute or like you stop listening? Your sound like, you're taking, yes. I'm not wanting you. I just uh, would rather you not hear what's happening right now. But mute your mic too, because then that will pick up extra noise. Yeah, I don't want you to hear me playing Dance Dance Revolution off in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Blind snide commentary, of course. Show me your awesome moves. <laughs> um. Yeah, so once everyone has gone, uh, just, is everyone, anyone else still here? Please leave if you are. Okay. Hi. Hello. Illyria, as you set yourself down to rest for the night, things are relatively peaceful inside the tiny hut cast for you, made of deep blue coloration. It's dark, not pitch black, but not well lit, and it's easy enough as time goes on to come to rest, even if it's not completely the nature you're used to. As you drift off, you're warm, buried amongst green. The world is but scattered specks of space between the comforting mana that flows through your body. You can feel it out there, among the colorful abyss, the towns and cities, their people cresting and falling. But here, nestled amongst the world, you are more powerful, like the top of a storm, as far-reaching as the branches of the tallest trees atop the tallest mountain. But eternity is not still. There's a shuddering, strident amongst your peaceful existence with the land shifting and cracking with tectonic force. You are aflame, aching with this painful terror. It slithers from the depths, a dark seeping force bringing a chilling stillness in its wake. Primordial and irreverent, it mingles with the earth, tendrils of midnight warming through the surface of the world until you feel them rest against your form. The man begins to dissipate from you, falling, leaking, as you are wrenched from the earth of the mighty force, and you can feel its hunger as you approach the surface, the fetid feeling of unliving breath pushed against your face. And you feel one thing, want. And I'm going to need you to roll me a d12 and subtract your wisdom modifier from it. Okay. How bad is, uh, yeah, three. Three total after that? Oh, no, I was just doing math. Didn't help me. Four. Okay, take four points of psychic damage after you're fully healed from the rest. Psychic damage, okay. Great. Um, okay, is there anything and- else to the dream or? Uh, no, that is it. You find yourself beginning to stir in the morning. However, if you would uh, mind sending in uh, Conrad. Yeah, I can do that. Quick clarification, though. It was like black sort of undead feeling is what I was getting. Definitely not alive. Black mana, certainly. Okay. Good to know. All right, I'll go poke James. Hi. Hello there. It's me again. It's you, the internet's favorite, which is why I had to pull you back personally. What? No one told me. The impromptu this... talk show begins now. So much pressure. <laughs> What's that? Um, okay. Uh, how, how well do you sleep that night, Conrad? After Probably... the sounds of howling calm down. Quick, do you want me to go away, Max? Oh, yes, please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, it probably takes him a while to get to sleep, but at that point he probably sleeps all right. Okay. The lighting is relatively well-contained in the tiny hut, able to be darkened out so that there's only a surface of low midnight blue. And soon enough in the darkness, you find yourself drifting off. And as you do, you find that the forest is deep, 
There is red in the sky as it consumes the leaves like a silent inferno. The trees themselves, black pillars and cruel angles like darting veins. The scent of blood fills the air, sickly sweet with metallic sensations swirling through your sinuses onto your tongue. You find yourself stepping forward, your foot sloshing through dense blood again, reflecting the silvered moon towards your face. The river narrows into a creek, unflowing as it pools onto the ground. Once again, you find yourself as the walls pull darker away from you, the walls of the forest and trees, and you find yourself moving forward as the blood stops, trailing up to a body. It hurts to look at it, and at first it's simply because it seems to refuse to come into a fo focus, an approximation of a human, fuzzy, unshapen. But you blink and look again. It's Nick, sword missing, slumped against a tree stump with his veins weeping. Your eyes close, despite yourself, and open again. It's Faustus, neck tilted and open. His bell sunk into bloody mud at his feet. It happens again. Galeria belly open, Grimhild, teeth marks in her skull. Grove, a torn strip from his spine. The boy Victor, Sita, Irina. Your eyes open again. She's staring at you. The dead can't stare, but there she is watching you. A deep cut notch, a woodcutter strike with a grain, having cut right into the back of her neck. As your eyes close once more, the sickly smell of blood surrounds you, filling through your nostrils. They open again as you wake. Stellar. <laughs> hey, hey, you didn't fail. It could have been worse. <laughs> Just wake up. Oh, I had the most beautiful dream. <laughs> <laughs> I had the least awful dream of any of us here. <laughs> I was at peace. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, if you'll send in uh, Grove, please. Sure. What? I took my headphones off. Well, now you like gotta I put them back on. Old too. <laughs> okay. Um, Grove, how do you go? To, how how well do you sleep that night? Pretty good. He probably sleeps fairly decently. He, uh, if only because he did a lot of digging for everybody that ended up dying. He tried to dig a grave for everybody. So they didn't do much work, but it's still taxing. Sure. Um, okay. As your eyes drift off to sleep that night and your vision is filled with black, when they open again, it is still black. The land is silent. The trees dark like that of the night, but the sky is empty. Doesn't seem to be the source of this shadow. No moon, no stars, no sun. This is the umber of the world going dim. The woods and leaves still with death. It isn't cold. It isn't hot. It is purely silent and empty. The forest is never like this, even in winter. Bodies are around you, though. Scattered wolves, boars, deer, rabbits, people. They're all across the ground in the same grays and blacks. The blood is gray. They're still. There's no warmth from them. They trail from off in the woods all the way up to your feet, ending with those naked, covered in blood, covered in dirt, the ones with what little fragments of clothing they had left being ripped asunder when they had become a wolf. You look upon them again, right up at your feet, it's strange to see your father like that. He looks so old now. It's been a lot. It's been a while, but it's strange to see him again, amongst all the other bodies, those corpses that once appeared like they were your friends, or at least companions here on this journey. The body of Faustus and Grimhild, body of Conrad, similarly shredded. The body of Illyria, lying face down in the dirt, next to your faithful companion, you. It all seems so empty at the moment. If you hold out your hands and find yourself holding no bow anymore. Only a blade, the knife you keep at your side. You hear a tone grating the bottom of the world, sounding like earth overturning, 
Once again, though, you cipher this somehow into words. Whatever is done can be undone, but should it be so? So it does so. They fall. The world is teeming again. Still black, gray, but now filled with the motion of insects, feasting upon everything you have created. And soon the forest is scrubbed clean, leaving only you and the trees. I'm going to need you to roll me a d12 minus your wisdom modifier. Damn it, I muted. I was saying funny things. Uh, 12. <laughs> 12 minus 3. I just killed myself. Freddy Krueger okay. got my butthole. Uh, well, no, you healed up to full as you slept, but you take 9 psychic damage away from that at the start. Okay. Okay. Um, and if you would send in Nick or Faustus, your preference. I have pinged all major channels. I can do no more. Hi, Nick. How's your sleep tonight? Um, I assume he pretty much... Like after after watch is done, did a fair amount of of athletics the day previous, so I try to get to sleep relatively early. And uh, you know after watch, and uh, I don't like. Just do you get to sleep relatively early? Is it difficult for you this night? Uh, I don't have any reason to suspect it would be. Just asking first. No, it's never difficult. Okay. As your eyes close beneath the midnight blue of the hut shell above you, you find them reopening back to the sound of waves. The waters of the Nefalian coast are always hazardous, the best of times. Sometimes they're relatively placid, but tonight is a royal. The seas seem angry, perturbed. As they crash against the shore, they create the mist, known throughout all of Nefalia, the Nebelgast, filled with what brimming spirits get caught in its tide, or those that simply seem lost. It's thick as you're standing atop the silver beach. You can feel your feet sink and leave marks as you walk forward, seeing shapes of rocks and strewn wrecks. It's quiet, though, other than the sound of the ocean. Until you hear the sound of steel against steel. You're trained to move towards that. That is what your entire purpose was to be. And so you do. You approach it. It's pairing quick, blow against blow, clanging repeatedly. And as you get there, through the mist, finding your way, stumbling, you find yourself across the sight again. Your brother, Jack. Large. The dopey grin not currently across his face, though he normally kept it there as much as possible. A heavier sword than yours, he wasn't an expert at dueling. Bring it to bear against some creature, human-shaped. Probably a vampire, judging by its attire. Brilliant red leathers. The long hair. It parries with its thin rapier. And continues blocking his blows. And then puts back an offensive. A lunge. As it does so... Even before you reach it, your footsteps seeming to put no purchase forward, your motion being still, just stepping in place. Jack falls once again, but this time you see, as trailing from where he was stabbed instead of blood, he simply leaks mist. He dissipates as he falls, draining outwards like a husk, the skin and clothes remaining behind, remnants of a former life. As you can see what remains of a spirit, white, blue, trapped amongst the air. It mouths words to you, at first silent, but you hear as they echo through the mist, a breeze, a breath. I'm sorry. Guess it wasn't good enough. He fades out, caught in the same tide as it pulls away, the silver remaining behind. And you can see as he tracks into the mist itself, as it moves back into the sea. The vampire turns to face you. It licks its lips, even though there's no blood upon them. It's tall, well put together, and his hair is less... Outlandish as more as perfectly coiffed. You're taking your time, aren't you? We'll see you soon. The voice of Moore reaches into your skull. I need you to roll me a d12 minus your wisdom modifier. 
you mean plus my negative wisdom modifier. Plus your negative wisdom modifier. Alright. Not bad. What'd you get? Nine. Okay. When you wake up, though you are fully healed from the long rest, then take after that nine points of psychic damage. Alright. As as you wake, you still feel a sensation of your skull being burrowed into. And would you please send Faustus in? I'm here. Alright, let me fuck off. Oop, I double need. Yes, that'd be nice. Um, okay. Faustus, how's your sleep that night? Probably satisfied. Good, good. He, he took a... came up with a plan, acted on it, and achieved something. Excellent. As you find yourself drifting off to sleep, under the canopy of midnight blue that you created to ward off those outside, you find yourself being stirred by something that has woken you in your sleep many a time, or at least been the thing of your dreams many a time. Once again, it's the voice of Arcelia. This time it's different, though. It's not the same as other ones. It's not peaceful. It's not reassuring. It is labored. Not quite in pain, but breathing heavily. Faustus. As she breathes this word outwards, and your eyes come to focus, you find yourself standing amongst muddy ground and cobblestones. You can see what seems to be a courtyard. Low grass, almost gray in color from its age and dead nature. Trees that seem to be reaching towards the sky in parodies of black hands. A towering building of black stone and cruel iron. And before you, you can see her knelt to the ground, her hair strewn, her armor beaten and weathered, her sword impaled into the ground next to her. And you can see from her arms and legs and the back of her neck, craning upward to some invisible puppeteer above, her veins pulled free its strings, weeping in the open air. They are puppeted, again, moving her arms upwards, bringing her to a stand. Her eyes are cast down, her mouth closed, but you can see as she bleeds. Her breathing continues heavy, and then you can see as it stops, and she laughs. She still seems disheveled for the moment, it's a deep laugh. <laughs> She smiles a wicked smile, unnatural, one that you've never seen cross her face. And as she does so, you can see on her, next to those open veins on her neck, two points of blood still oozing crimson. It's a bit late now, isn't it? There's another sound, though, from up above, where the veins fly into the sky, moonless, starless, sunless. Once again, a rumble that at one point could have been words, may have been words, but was forgotten. But your mind wraps its way around it, like a puzzle, like a knot. Gears fitting together until you finally understand it again. It is never too late. You waste time, though. Find us. We will still be able to help fix what has been broken. With that, your eyes come to, but you still feel the dampness and chill of that courtyard. It seems to have seeped into your very bones. I'm going to need you to roll me a d12 minus your wisdom modifier. That's an interesting roll. 10 minus 2, I think. Sure. If it's my wisdom save, that's significantly higher. It is not. Okay, then 8. As you stir from your sleep, you are well rested and obtain all the normal benefits of a long rest. Except afterwards, from your full health, you take 8 points of psychic damage. As you feel that chill preternaturally still reaching through to your bones. Grabbing his head, I suppose he'll... Start to lean upward. You'll still be able to, since you have time to rest, just spend, uh, I'll mention to everyone else, I guess. I'll do that after I get everyone else in here. Okay. Um, so yes, we can get everyone else in, so let me, unless you had anything to say. 
I guess it would technically be audible, so maybe I'll wait for sure. everybody else. Holler at me when y'all get in. Back. Holler. To is that Josh? Holler. Okay. Travis? That sounds like a no. Uh, Susan, are you back? That's two no's. Okay. Are we allowed to come back in? Yep. There you go. Now we just need Swayzen. Swayzen? The California Swayzens, yeah. Come to the four Swayzens. It's a great place to stay. You keep saying this word like I should understand <laughs> it. Okay, I'm back. Hey, there you are. Um, so, first, before anything else, uh, those of you who had unfortunate things happen to you, it still counted as being a rest before that happened. However, additionally, if you would like to spend uh, hit dice already to fix some of that. I'll live. Not getting any younger. I'll spend three. They refresh every day, right? Yes. Half of them every, every long day. Um, do we have to say how many we're doing all at once? Or like if we roll one and it's a stinker, we can... You have to do it all at once, I believe. Okay. I mean, it is me. I'm not going to roll past my... Uh... 11, which is actually exactly enough to take me to full health. I specifically asked if anyone needed healing before you went to sleep. I we needed three sleep. when I went to bed. Things got complicated. <laughs> oh, well, you, uh, you already had that three healed up. Okay. That, was well, already, that happened from the long rest. In any case, I'm back to full after sure. spending three. Are you guys okay? I have a real bad migraine. Faustus wakes up slow, putting his hand over his forehead as uh, a few tears uh, roll down his cheek. Yeah, Illyria's got her head between her knees, just like deep breathing. And he'll say four indistinct syllables under his breath. Conrad wakes up frowning, but normal. Uh, Nick is outwardly mostly okay. And he's never been okay inwardly. Grimhild is making bacon. Uh, suffice it to say, Grimhild, nothing else came during the middle of the night. You didn't really hear too many things even from inside the fortress. Just the sounds of the occasional animal going by, birds still in action. It's a relatively peaceful area, but that's about it. You definitely didn't hear Nick crying in his sleep. That's <laughs> that's definitely a thing. Where do you get bacon? There's boars we killed like episode two. Spider bacon. You can make <laughs> bacon out of anything. We they have time to cure. Yeah. No, they, they don't have the appropriate fat deposits. Um, the spider was pre-cooked. What were, what were we talking about uh, in the well, last we have, session? Hemolymph. We, we have trail like rations, I assume. We're, yeah, I mean, there's probably spider things like salted meat. If you guys don't ever like spend like over a week on the road, I'm not going to worry about making you check for food. Also, like, uh, what do you think trail rations are aside from like hardtack and meats? Hardtack, salted like, meat, some dried bacon fruit. Is that's about it. Salted meat. Yep. It's a. Yeah. No. I mean that that. that Besides, you know, when you have when you have pigs this big, man. I mean, <laughs> you might as well. I mean, you have two forest people. We can probably forage for edible, non-poisonous berries. Got 22 to kill a small animal and turn it into food. Sure, what sort of small animal are you looking for? Like, how small? Like a small pig. <laughs> Grab a squirrel. <laughs> the, the only one of those there would be would be babbies, which might not be unadvisable. Because Brindle Shoat. I've, uh... So my real question is, why is there a shirt by the dog? Remember there was a chainmail shirt that we found that um, Conrad didn't like. And I got bored, so I drew it. <laughs> God. I'm glad you recognize it as a shirt, though. I've played enough shitty MMOs to know what that looks like. <laughs> That's good, because I didn't even slightly recognize that as a shirt. Thanks, Max. No problem. Got you covered. 
you can tell it's a shirt. Just not from like light and it blends in with the background. My suggestion is do not kill a baby pig because Brindleshoat will bring the mom. And then we have to roll for freaking initiative. <laughs> I mean, what? we're probably going to have to do that anyways. Uh, uh, considerably more likely, though, you could either find like a rabbit of some sort, a large snake, or uh, a deer. Your preference. Deer. A, a moist haunch of hair. Because I want to have enough food for everyone. They didn't teach you how to eat snakes at the Oh God ground. Sure, it took you, it took you some time. Uh, you managed to eventually levy a good shot and get a heart shot off on a heart. So. No, because Cathar Patrick drove all the spe- uh, all the snakes out of the Cathar grounds. <laughs> God damn it! If I'd have to range too far from where these guys are, probably wouldn't get a deer. So maybe it's a big snake. It would take you a little bit of time. It wouldn't be like miles away, but it'd be like. I don't know, a few thousand feet away. So, up to you. I think we'll have to stick with... Sure. You find yourself one that's green, scaly, but seems to be not immediately aggressive. It takes you a bit of time to stalk it amongst the leaves. But uh, two well-placed crossbow bolts, the first one whizzing into the leaves, which you retrieve later, and the second one impaling into its skull. You find yourself with a quite long meal. Wait, I'm using it to supplement my rations so that there's enough for everyone to have some... Sure. Give a little okay. bit to you. So what do y'all do? Wow. All of you look like shit. Good morning Excuse to me. you too. I haven't had any coffee. Let's... I ask because I want to know if everyone's alright. And that wasn't like bad dreams. What he said. Like, okay. Well, I mean, now that they're mentioning it, yeah. Or bad dreams. Are any of them bleeding from their eyes or nose? <laughs> no, they are not. I'd like to I'd like to look into the ear, nose, and throat section of my restoration magic. <laughs> Uh, it seems that you do not actually have create lozenge at the moment, I'm afraid. Um, sorry. Uh, Damn, I well, Conrad's ready for action. Uh, <laughs> I should have expected mine. I've never been great with red mana. I didn't realize it could infect your dreams like that. He'll kind of wander over to the chain shirt that uh, Conrad found earlier and start looking at it. Did you give a good look into it yesterday, or is this the first time you've paid close attention to it? This is the first time he's paid close attention. Sure. Armor not for wizard. Um, <laughs> it's a bit ragged. You can see it's stained and has quite a few pieces of webbing still stuck to it. Um, not as much singed. It was out of the way of most of the main conflagration. But you can see that the chainmail, though a bit rusted, is generally in good condition. But the tabard across it is what's interesting. It's definitely a church tabard. But it's a style from a while ago, one that you actually recognize pretty well, because it was the same variety of the Cathars that rode out with Arcelia two years ago. The patterns are similar to today's, but slightly updated. He'll drop it back on the barrel and uh, start walking into the spider ballroom. Watch Never get it. tired of spider's ballroom. <laughs> Watch it. The, uh, the one from yesterday may have returned. It did. And I, w- I will do the same to him if I have to kind of mutters more than likely a her in regards to the spider that Frosty said, I'll do the same to him. Skipping Sure. Dude observation as always. So, Faustus, you wander out into the spiders' ballroom. (laughs) Never get tired of that. Um, As you do so, uh, you find yourself pattering across the marble floor. You can see the burnt remains of nice rugs and (laughs) definitely spider silk as it's pooled and melted in what places it didn't completely burn away. There's still webs up along the walls and the ceiling, and there's def- there is the draft coming from the entire missing wall. 
but you can see what at least would have remained of it being fancy. However, I suppose you are also looking towards uh, the contents of it, correct? Yeah, especially any whatever bodies produce that shirt. Get that web up there. We need it for a butterfly net. Sure. Um, as you move through, uh, Conrad, what would you have done with the bodies? That's a good point. You were the one handling them, as well as that's where you removed the chainmail from. Um, well, There's an undershirt under there, of course. He's not like you just stripped him clean, but... I would have set them back into a dignified position before doing my, uh, my prayer for them. Sure. Um, Grove, did you actually say you did something with them, or...? He said he was going to bury them. And did you do that last night? Yes. We did have a couple hours. He dissected the, the his, his his two actions last uh, two tasks last night, I guess, was to dissect the spiders. And then after Conrad got done with his business, give everybody a burial. Where did you bury them? Uh, on the map, probably over here, just in fresh dirt and whatnot, kind of out of the way. So no, uh, nobody would dig them up. Maybe scavengers eventually. Sure. So, Faustus, you would know exactly where that was. It wasn't being kept a secret. Yeah, he'll go out and look. And how many graves are there? Uh, seven. A few scouts, uh, some passers-by. And there was definitely that Katha, though you're not entirely sure which is which, unless you watched the procedure of them being buried. Nah, he, wasn't in- did, but... he wasn't interested at the time. Um, as for... Uh, there seemed to be a few more bodies than that, but most of them were... Uh, not really recognizable as bodies anymore. Yeah, he'll go and walk back in. And he'll go to a Grove. He's probably got some type of dry tack and jerky stuffing into his mouth. He's wolfed down an entire MRE. Were there any women among those bodies you buried? Yes. Yes. Which ones? He'll go point the one out. Three. On the left, second on the right, one on the far middle. Two scouts. Wait, the far one. middle? The far middle. The far it's middle. It's basically the one that's not quite the outside. Cardinal the West. <laughs> um, <laughs> two scouts and a... And one of the, what just seemed to be a passerby. Yeah, two scouts and a, look like a villager or something. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll go to the first one that Grove marked as a woman and uh, take the tip of his staff and start digging in the ground. The earth is still freshly turned, and reaching in there is not too difficult. It wasn't packed super deeply, just padded down. Um, however, for Grove and anyone else who followed this direction, I don't know if anyone did, uh, you can easily see Faustus as he dips his staff into the dirt and begins prying up some of it. I mean, it's probably not too long before I notice that he's digging into graves. I'm going to sort of walk up. Faustus. When were you planning to tell me, Conrad? To tell you what? To tell me that someone from the expedition force was here. Wasn't, but I wasn't keeping it from you either. Asked at any time. So it's my fault for not getting that you were hiding it. I wasn't hiding anything. Was she here? Not as far as I know. I'm checking. She made it to the Mallory estate. Yes, she was at the estate. She wouldn't be here. I need to check for myself. Know her on site? I'd know her anywhere. Right. What helps you, I suppose? You know how the church feels about exhuming bodies. I don't care. What are you hoping to... Truth. Many things hide beneath the wet soil. The truth is not one of them. Just leave me alone. Shrugs. Walks back to the tower. Finishes his breakfast. 
This isn't the sort of conversation you have before your breakfast is done. As you walk over and he walks away, Grove will just be like, I found nothing but gristle and bones in there. Please don't talk about bones right now. He, he avoids making... Why are you hankering for one? Because dog joke. Um, <laughs> but you very much didn't avoid <laughs> Grove avoided it. Travis didn't. I appreciate your self-control. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, so dreams, yes? Yes. What yes. sort? All of you, dead by my hand, and others, the forest elves. About the same, honestly. Although I think Conrad did half, or the other werewolves. I don't know. Lots of burying. I figured it was just leftovers from Hilted to the graves. Mm, so you two both dreamed of killing all of them? Oh, I don't know what happened. I just napped. Aftermath. Yes. Huh, I, I didn't. As well, that was when I saw. Uh, I guess something I'm used to right now when it comes to you know uh, what do you call it like emotional warfare or whatever. Nah, I saw Jack die again, then get sucked into the mists, come off the. Jack is. That's my problem. I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Unless uh, unless you were there at the raid, yeah, nothing to be sorry for. But I appreciate the sentiment. It was beautiful. Green everywhere. could see everything. And something came. It was black. It wasn't alive. And it hurt. It hurt very bad. And she'll just keep rubbing her temples. Alright, next time we sleep, we're going to take these precautions. So that begs the question, is there like a, or an opiate in, uh, in Estrad? You know, can we get some milk of the poppy up in here? Um, I was I'm thinking there's some variety of opiate, but uh, it's because that's what I was looking up that one time last yep. time we started having terrible. <laughs> I think that's what you're talking about. Um, I mean, additionally, though, you do know a uh, thing that gave you numbing sensation in different visions, but <laughs> that is yeah. on option still. If you if you like, I can teach you some techniques they taught us in Inquisitor's training. Ease the memory. To ease the memory. It's not the memory I want to lose. It's the memory being used against me is my problem. Right. To overcome. Because that's, that's not what happened. He didn't die on a beach back home. Right. Tell me more about what did happen. I, I don't know. What happened to... He points to the outside. <laughs> where there's, you know, sounds of grave digging going on. What happened to his wife? What happened to any of them? This state? Yeah. I can't give insight to those two. But what you're saying is that, you know, shouldn't expect a knock on my door anytime soon. Right? Right. Yeah. But anyway... I am not to raise or change them anyway, just to remove some of the jitters the nightmares leave behind. Get us ready to live for the day, not the night. Never really been my way. Uh, be honest, I'm still getting used to, but uh, I assume it works either way. Your choice. I'm probably going to take a moment. When it's something of note, I'll make sure you know, guys know. I'm not until then, this is just new faces, but you know, you get those. What's he doing out there? He's verifying for himself. He's wasting time in there. Anyway. This place has occupants I remember last night. The same occupants that we met earlier? Nope. Okay, there's still one of those left, right? Yes. I doubt it had intention to attack us alone. I'll uh, take a look around. Don't need you guys falling off the goddamn towers. And what. You like company? If I, uh, I mean, I'm not going to take one of those things on by myself. If I find it, I'll let you know. Before you head off. But yeah, you said it wasn't that, so what? what is it then? Well... Having trouble? It's strange. It's 
Geists, but not quite. Remain in control of his faculties. What? But there we've met unheard of. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just rare, but not. Uh, he said his name was Dragomir. Okay. He was possession a common thing in the thing. It's not. It's a thing that spirits can do, and it's one of those that, like, if you know about spirits, you know it's to be expected. But it's not like particularly common. Okay. It's like in the category four to go like by <laughs> magic rarities, folks. Uh, it's uncommon. I gotcha. It's uncommon and like rare or uh, mythic rare. <laughs> yeah, the concept of possession. Right. Spiritual. So what was obsessing? His own corpse. What? Exactly. Which is why yeah. it's kind of fortunate that Faustus is not necessarily decide. Wait a minute, that, that, that's a thing you can do? Uh, why wouldn't all guys do that? I believe question. these ones are very strongly duty-bound to this place. And many sounds of it and may not take kindly to visit Sir Godfrey? Godfrey, yeah. Was that Godfrey. one of the names on the tombstones? History? It is this specific Damn name on the tombstone, the one that was taken care of, well-known knight, how it was in a cage. Oh, Raftdinger's cage. So, so you're telling me not only is he duty bound enough to, and I, I assume a Cathar of some kind, uh, not only was he duty bound enough to animate his own corpse, but he was duty bound enough to do so through a Raftdinger's cage and then out. No, uh, Dragon Leave probably helped the Geist retrieve his body, or perhaps some of the other ones here. There are apparently. So there's like a whole colony of these things. Uh, well, fort. Yes. Well, honestly, they're still at least mostly right in the head if we weren't attacked just for um, trespassing. He said that many of those inside, which is apparently where most of them stay, are perhaps not going to be as overlooked trespass or perhaps more likely to see such actions as trespass. But he did intimate that to Sir Godfrey he might be more willing to... He did warn you to even trespass that far. Maybe dangerous, however. Well, yeah, like he said... Well, he, he said, like, if we can get that far. Sure, I'm just making sure you remember that it wasn't a, ah, uh, Sir Godfrey will be right there. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's why I said, yeah, that's that, that, the way I phrased it was, yeah, if we made it to Sir Godfrey, then we could probably talk to him. He'll be amenable, right. Also, we have to keep in mind the effects of Faustus getting that. The effects of Faustus, what? I'm sorry? Getting any of this sort of to his. Um, what are we to do? Just say we're done here. Honestly, as long as he doesn't endanger our mission, I can deal with him later. I don't think he's talking about. I'm just about... not sure if he's stable enough. No, I believe he's talking about uh, whether we should pay the um, Geist ghouls a visit. Yes, and I'm saying the only reason is my concern. Okay. Also, the fact that we may have to fight some dead men. I say if he's not strong enough to act virtuously in regards to this. Then we should know that sooner. Well, I already know. <laughs> At least tested before we now. Get now, rid of let's, him. let's not let's not be hasty. I'm, if I were hasty, this wouldn't be a conversation. It's uniquely unhelpful. Uh, I, I do get what you're saying that this the, the evidence of of this sort of thing actually occurring could lead to uh, fixation. Maybe certain wishes that uh, don't act in accordance with anyone's morality at the churches or, you know, personal codes of honor. I'm that more being good. At him attempt to, to experiment on some or some of us. Yeah, but 
On the other hand, I have to admit it's an interesting, uh, interesting state of affairs we're in here. Certainly, I, I get the impression that he believes that the statistical impossibility that's happened here is the state of raising the dead everywhere. <laughs> I think it could be a problem. I'm just not sure. It definitely. To the other side of the fort. What now? Uh, it was the other side of the fort, basically. Hold on, let me. Uh, was it basically here. what? Like where these dudes are hanging out. A fort that is intact. Uh, if that's where you're wanting to hang out and be away from people, where the graves were said to be is where Faustus is currently. Um, no, no, I'm asking where um, where all the, the where is Ghost Town? They're inside yeah. the fort. The guy stepped inside. Yeah. Like you don't know. You can't yeah. see. Okay. Ghost Town is in the fort. That's all we know. Yeah, so it's, it's the other side. It's the yeah. side we haven't seen. Or. Well, considering, worth noting, this fort is not two layers. There are two, there are more pages to this map. This is a tall building. Okay. It's F fort. The F is for spooky ghosts. Spooky ghost. Spooky. Uh, while you're talking about that, Faustus, uh, I presume you've continued uh, digging this entire time? Probably. Once he gets near the head of some of them, he'll clean them back up hastily and walk back into camp like nothing happened sure with those four in particular there couldn't be a particularly deep grave they did as best as they could uh grove did and it was well put together he has buried other people in the past but it's not six feet down um to look at them uh you pull them up and they seem desiccated more mummified than simply decayed though some of that as well um are you only looking to the three women yeah you get a good look at them um two with brown hair one with black all dirty and Grayed skin by this point. No seeming eyes at this at this point anymore. Took a little bit of time, but everything seems done. Yeah, he'll cover them back up and uh, clean his hands and coat off and go back to camp. So, as the rest of you were discussing these circumstances, you can see Faustus be returning. He has marks of dirt on his coat, though most of it seems to have been brushed off. Just what is unavoidable to get out at the moment without water. He seems unbothered. No, we're never going to be chasing after this, or are we not? I think we might as well. Trust on. Okay. Grimhild looks at you like that's a bad... You're not uh, the first, and I hope you won't be the last. I, I mean, to be fair, she is very open about the fact that she's killing you once this is done, because you're a werewolf now. <laughs> Unless given a very good reason not to. It's not... It's her job! It's mm. technically your job, too. It's not work if you love what you do. <laughs> she definitely doesn't. Find a job you love. Never have a day of work in your life, right? <laughs> That's what Nick thought. <laughs> it was good for a while. Has anyone scouted the keep yet? We were uh, just discussing what to do with the keep. Yeah, I'm just on the outside, mostly. If no one minds, I think I'm going to go check out that uh, little garrison at the back of the graveyard. I think we should stick together, given uh, yes, might be some issues. Yeah. Also, internally, she's like, why is he bouncing as soon as we need to tell his creepo friend what the deal is? <laughs> I welcome the company. I'm rather sick of seeing uh, spider corpses. But I've seen spiders. Marginally. Yes. While they're walking, Grimhild will just straight up fucking tell Faustus, because if we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's legit. Yeah, yeah do it. And basically, he prob- okay, yeah. Uh, the fort is currently occupied. Occupied by who? Duty bound to this place. Some the one I spoke with was Hemiclet. Said that some of his companions may not be as much. When who you spoke with who and when? Last night. 
as you were sleeping inside your with what was a man named Dragomir. His eyes uh, narrow, but and they're what now? Geists, yet <sighs> he appears to be possessing their own corpses. His eyes widen before narrowing again. And as I said, some of them may be friendly to us, others less of this form. Sir Godfrey is supposedly in control of his faculties enough. Very well. I'll be careful with where I lay swaths of fire. Thank you. All right, so where are you going? So I guess this weird outbuilding by the graveyard? Sure. Uh, go ahead and um, drag your pogs over there if it would be oh convenient to. It's so big, though. There. I'm too I'm late. Horse. GM, <laughs> do it for no. me. I'm um, lazy. Actually, what the fuck is Grove? I know it's a wrought iron fence, but I, I've seen Legend of Zelda. Ruprecht can clear that. Or you can stand on Ruprecht's back and then clear it. Or you can cast Levitate on Ruprecht. Make me a athletics check for Ruprecht. He gets impaled and dies. Nah. I mean, that's possible. You're gonna... That seems unlikely. And then you just summon him again tomorrow. Yeah, that's, why I'm gonna, that's the thing. It's not a big deal also, because... Is he a spiritual creature? No. He's a celestial. Uh, Celestials are made beings so of pure like, white mana. They're not spirits. They're like angel. mildly angelic, moreover. Try and find the warhorse section. They don't um, have skills, do they? Uh, 19. Good strength. Give me just a moment. Sorry, I was checking things. Okay. Uh, 19, yeah. Without too much difficulty, Ruprecht gazes over the fence and is this really necessary? If you prefer to stay out here, I don't mind. Just no, no. It's just wearisome. And you could go around. He props backwards until his hooves, his back hooves are mainly what's lying on the ground and springs forward with an intense shove, leaving deep imprints in the ground as he sails over the side and falls relatively gracefully for his mass, but still with heavy hoof prints into the dirt. All right, you're going to be in my lifeline, Ruprecht. I need to leave this place in a hurry. Are you intending to, what, retreat without everyone else again? Well, again, it's not what he said, excuse me. Retreat without everyone else. Of course, that's not the plan. I'm happy to serve whatever need be. I'm just uncertain of how I'd be of most help to you. You're just comforting to have around. That I can appreciate. There should be fine grasses here. So as you move back into the uh, relatively still graveyard, the grass having overgrown much piece of the path, you can see this other building. It is what appears to be a sizable mausoleum. Uh, at the top of it, you can see silver-plated gargoyles, wings made to look more feathered, but still uh, figures, mouths pressed deep to the edges of it, directing whatever water away from the roof as possible, but sculpted figures. You can see that there is an eight-foot-tall, about four-foot-wide, white marble door set into the southwest wall. It's engraved with the name... Vionia. What was that name? Vionia. Uh, you can make a religion check if you'd like. Anyone who hasn't. Well, does Conrad say it to any of the rest of us? or He'll probably say it out loud. Yeah, Vionia. Is it in that weird angel language? Because I speak that. I don't. Or if there's like an inscription. Like yes. this. We got a 13. I can speak that. I just need a few minutes to prepare. <laughs> 13, anyone else trying? Uh, I try, I get 12. Can I roll untrained? Um, I would say you could for very specific. God damn, Josh. 19. Okay. Um, Faustus and Conrad. This is a name that is associated with the church, but not as in a uh, 
notable way as many people might expect. It's not in famous saints. It's not in uh, legendary heroes of any sort. It was an angel. Um, the name, actually, for Faustus. You're, are you able to read Celestial? Uh, not at the moment. I can uh, I can use comprehend languages if I use my spellbook to switch and cast. But never mind. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> um, you recognize uh, both of you recognize from some religious texts um, that this is an angel that had a relatively large foothold in Stencia was an outreach uh, trusted lieutenant effectively of Sigarda herself. She helped protect humans as best as possible, tended to the harvest, tended to the creatures. She was looked upon as both a shepherd and a harvester, but always benevolent and calm, most associated with the autumn even more than any of the other host of Heron's Light. She, however, went missing from the stories after a while. There wasn't particular mention of anything about her, it just she was noted and then was done. Grimhild. She, Vionia, was not a archangel or anything of the sort. She was not a someone directly under the feel of Avacyn. She did work for Sigarda, and as such was beloved by the people. And when given more power and more acceptance and love by Sigarda than many other angels, she spread her power as best as possible and served the people of the Outland Valleys when many were either busy or unwilling to come out this far. It was a time ago. She's more told about in story than in actual recorded history at this point. They say she fell. If an angel can die, that she did. And supposedly they can. There are tales of demons doing so. But it's rare that anyone would see it. And so, as such, no one seemed to have for this one. That was around a hundred years ago or more. They have the mention that she did, but that's about it. You do know that Vionia means our shepherd of harvest in the celestial tongue. And she was always depicted as caring for sheep at any time she was there, unless she was prepared for battle. In which case, she wielded a scythe, not unlike that of Sigarda. Reading this in context, it is easy for uh, most of you to realize uh, that the statue out front was of a Heron's Light angel that wasn't Sigarda, most likely would be of her. Well, well. Important. So, out of character, let's see what's up. But for once, in character. <laughs> I don't think Grimhild's down with hmm. I take it, are the... Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Are the, what appear to be, graves on the map visible to us? Yes. Including the ones that are overturned. Many of them have... Uh, all of the overturned dirt seems old and grayed again with uh, plants growing atop it. But some of them have broken pieces of wood throughout them, except for one that is overturned very neatly next to a opened coffin and a Grafdigger's cage, which is odd to see out this far. What does the tomb of an angel look like? Depends on the angel. Sometimes simple, sometimes always reverent. Uh, could that be the duty hmm? that uh, Grimhild's new friends were talking for, invested with? Defense of the angel's tomb? Perhaps, though it would seem a little strange for them to uh, occupy the forts and no one patrol out here if that were the case. I think that they're mostly, yes, yeah, just that said, feel we should leave this place as it is. Well, as you can see, I'm kind of out of touch with the bylaws. Um, what uh, would this be? Something profane? Get this out. It would be disrespectful. Although I must admit, I would like to make sure that her tomb has not been sullied. I look at the door. Has it been opened? It is closed at the moment. Does it look like it was forced open at any point? Does it look like we could even open it? Yeah. Is it even locked? I mean, 
It doesn't seem to have any particular locking mechanism on it, as far as you can tell. It just seems to be a large, white marble door. Uh, I'm curious on the lore. What exactly is a graft digger's cage used for? It's a graft digger's cage is a anti-tech. It's an inscribed runic uh, cage, normally made of silver, but can be made of other materials, that is placed around a coffin to keep whatever's in there resting and anything else from getting in. They are openable, it's just a lot of effort to do so normally. And there's usually less important coffins. Exactly. So it's normally for the wealthy and important to have these, and it's really odd to see it out in Stensia. That's normally a thing reserved for like wealthy areas of uh, Thraben and Ophalia. Faust is going to climb the fence and go check it out. Oh, you're already inside that area. There were openings in the fence, oh, okay. bent open over time. Then, yeah, he'll work, work his way through and check out the cage. To look over it, it seems tarnished. It is silver, but has marks of uh, black tarnish across its surface, building up over time. You can still see, investigating closely, the fine marks of a well-trained rune binder. Uh, rune chanter, excuse me. But it is interesting that it would be out here to begin with. It has a few relatively normal spikes set across its surface to embed it further into the dirt. But it seems not completely damaged as it was removed. Moreover, the locking mechanism seems to have been cleaved in twain. There's more to this than random acts of possession. This cage shouldn't be here, and it absolutely should not be damaged like this. Now... It is worth noting that it was established earlier one time when Nick mentioned that there were graves out there. Um, that there was a grave of a relatively important individual with a church. But even that is a little odd for there to be a Grafdigger's cage. It is just worth establishing the fact. Yeah, sorry. I'd, I'd assume that fact. Sure. Just wanted to make sure. And they're just less common out here. What? Because all the rune chanters are in... Gavini? They're in Nefali and Gavini, yeah. Okay. They're, they're a church organization and normally. There's no important people in Stensia. That's another thing. The church doesn't tend to view Stensia as very important. It's That's risky and dangerous, and it's off in the distance, and they don't produce many fine resources other than wool or wine. And that's why I don't really want to fuck with this angel. was nice and cared about Stensia. Someone with knowledge was here. That makes it dangerous. So what, you think uh, someone set up this whole self-possessing situation? When in doubt, it's always better to assume there's an intent behind it. Right, and it's not like it's not like the angel or her like residual power, if she's even here, is doing it because that she's currently robbing those people of the blessed sleep. Uh, So, hmm, we are going to have to look in there to see what may have been done. I was under the impression that one of the others here dug Mr. Godfrey or Sir Godfrey, not Mr. Godfrey, Sir Godfrey out so that he- oh, it would have been nice if perhaps all of us could have interacted with this Sir Godfrey. But no, I, I spoke with Dragomir. Ah, Dragomir. The point stands. <laughs> I mean, I don't begrudge her not waking us all up. You, I mean, uh, mana slinging types are all about your beauty sleep, so. Precisely. Anyway. Oh, I mean, I'm a little miffed she didn't get me up, but, you know, whatever. You look tired. Apparently, you could have stabbed me out of a pretty crappy dream. I mean, I wasn't actually that close to you guys, so I didn't know if you looked tired or not. Yeah. Faustus deliberately turns back to the cage and starts fiddling with it. He's literally fiddling with it. He puts it up on his shoulder and starts... (laughs) And the devil shows up and challenges you. Um, Anything you're you're trying to do with it in particular? Uh, Basically, he wants to tell if 
how it was broken like were the runes uh undone or were they smashed apart it seems to have been a clean strike uh if you want to know more make me an arcana check to see the specific um but at least the first bit is that it was a clean blow to where there was the locking mechanism. It's not just like a padlock, obviously. It interlocks and is never intended to be opened, so it closes from the other side. There's not like a way to pick it inherently. You have to get into the mechanisms or apply ludicrous force to do so. So I uh, got a natural 20, which comes to 28. Nice. So firstly, let me point out when you're investigating these runes that none of them are in poor condition except for the ones around the locking mechanism itself this is a very very well put together cage these runes are incredibly tiny offering as many possible prayers to keep out those that would violate its sanctity is that uncommonly well crafted not uncommonly but notably okay which is also interesting with the fact that where it is cloven the lock is split and around it the runes are not just cleaved as the metal is separated but a few of them seem warped away from the presence of the strike it is not like tearing it asunder like something grabbed it and ripped it it is simply a single cut deep large but a single cut that split it okay so does it does it look like is it more like an axe hit or more like a dagger hit or a heavy anyway. blade of some sort, probably not an axe to look upon it. Possibly a sword. It was definitely a large cleave. And you can also tell that to do something like this, there would have had to been magic behind the blow to begin with. Someone strong could split through normal metal, sure. And a graft digger's cage theoretically could be done, even without uh, magic. But to do it to this quality and cleanly, it is almost certainly with magic. This was done by someone who knew what they were doing. Magic was behind the blow. Likely someone who knew what they were looking for as well. This really begs the question of uh, who chanted this. I don't know, is there a maker's mark or signature? Uh, sure, one second. Uh, you look through it and you find a mark over on the bottom near the feet. It's normally where it's kept to be kept away from the head for uh, formality reasons. It just ended up being people didn't prefer that being there when they first looked upon it being lowered. And as such, it just became tradition. Uh, on one of the heavy bolts near where the feet would be, there is a few ingrained runes, slightly larger than the rest. And it's a stylized signature of sorts. A capital it says, F. It says, is no holy, is no Blinsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, that would have been so good. <laughs> uh, Man gets around. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, a capital F, a lowercase r, a capital U, a lowercase L. Sorry, can you say that again? A capital F, a lowercase R. A capital U, a lowercase L. And... Father Ol? You can roll me... I've got Smith tools, does that help? Let's call it intelligence plus your proficiency for Faustus. If he informs the rest, Nick can make the same. Anyone else can attempt with just intelligence. Oh man, being a Smith doesn't help. It, it's it's a knowledge. Uh, yeah, Just so the listeners he'll... understand. Did you say a natural 20? Yeah, I got a natural 20. Nice. I got a natural yeah. 1. Nice. He'll say <laughs> the letters out, out loud and then roll an 18 because the intelligence check with proficiency is my check on basically everything intelligence-based. <laughs> yeah, Nick picks an 18 as well. Assuming, yeah, because he reads the letters out loud, so Nick would. I got a 2. Nice. Um... Uh, <laughs> 
All right. Um, Nick and uh, Nick and Faustus, you recognize this as being the mark of a so-called arcanist. They are a rune chanter, but they prefer to think of themselves as more of a wizard that serves the church, but is not directly affiliated. Uh, apostate monk of a sort, but the some but as such, the church doesn't tend to call on them for much. And they often do work, or did work at least, is the idea. They are what were a well-known figure. Um, foppish hair, interactive people um, constantly, very friendly, and very much so into the dissatisfaction of the church, very forward with offering goods and services. They enchanted many uh, weapons, armors, and other things throughout a number, uh, long amount of time. In fact, was the one who revolutionized how uh, pikes were made for mages now in service of the church. Um, as such, to have one on here does make it actually is interesting. Again, not all of their work was flawless, but definitely all of it skilled and well-made. However, this person, uh, Freyr uh, Olmeda, she died a while ago. Um, number of years, over ten. She was old by that time. Simple as that. But many of her relics still exist around today. Those things are antique. Uh, Grimhild, also, you get the same result. I was thinking if I had anything special, and I don't, per se. An imported antique at that. I mean, it's, it's not like they, uh, that she spent a lot of time like traveling around. She traveled a decent amount, but she was mostly known within Nefalia, as that is where she had the best work for her services. So we had here either someone of excessive wealth or... With a very good reason not to have their body tampered with. Fine. Sir Godfrey of the church. He was in Stensia. Do you think they were carrying around his burial cage just in case? I think they acquired Maybe so. Regardless, someone broke it open. I've put forth my theory on that. As Sir Godfrey is apparently not possessed of ill intent, I do not dishes. Which door do we wish to take in? You would buy this one. We can always, always try the front door, right? Well, do you want to try the front door or this dead people? Well, I mean, it's all by the dead people, I guess. But do you want this one with the stairs going up over here? Or do you want to actually go to the front? I'd say one door is as good as that. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the door in the tomb. So, um, if you all zoom out, I will also gesture to you where doors are that you, where doors are that you know. So right here is a gate. Okay. Um, seems it would enter inwards. Um, is locked and sealed off at the moment. But uh, there's, of course, this one here that you were talking about. Um, of course, if you were interested, door to the tomb. Um, Several doors from Spiders' ballroom. <laughs> Three doors. Um, front door, and that is it. Cool. What does the roof look like? It is several stories up. It is disheveled, moss-worn, damaged over time through snow, rain, number of materials, and you can see that the next floor is also crumbled over. Um, open pieces of what remains of those rooms hanging off the side. Um, continuing up above, though, there do seem to be parapets. Um, and the ability to go up there is not impossible. There seems like there might be a landing of some sort. We can use the Pegasus trick and enter from the top like a good boot. Why? In any siege, is it not better to have the high ground? We besieging. The keep. Are we not expecting opposition within? Looks like Grimhild. As I said, Dragomir stated that a number of his comrades who would be in possession of their, in possession of their faculty much less likely to be willing to talk to them people entering the very well i mean if they're so out of their minds as to go at us like animals we might as well get, shuffle them on back to the blessed sleep where they should be anyway i mean 
they might just be coming at us as people defending a place. Regardless, it's good in the siege to have the high ground, but I'd rather not split us apart. Well, hold on. We could ferry ourselves. We we need not expend men on this. I'm a trained climber. <laughs> Everyone looks across at each other nervously. I'll d- I have... I have rope. I'm sure another one of you has rope. We will tie it together. It'll be fine. My vote is still just to take the door. I think they will respect the directness. Let me propose a second plan, then. I can cast another Dome of Force, virtually impenetrable to weapon or spell. We could even parlay from it if necessary, or retreat to it. <laughs> well, That's cute. I, I believe the issue here is uh, that, that these gentlemen and or ladies may be incapable of parlay. Well, then it will protect Otherwise, us from that Otherwise, that would, well. of course, be my first suggestion. It would protect us from that as well, or at least give us a staging ground to act as we wished. The dome is impenetrable to someone who was not inside it at the time of its casting. I mean, I suppose. So, Amanda, you do what you like with it. Well, are we sending Nick up the side of the building first? I'm happy to just take the door on the ground floor. I'd prefer to knock, like, a proper guest, but, uh, whatever. But I'm all, I'm all for the reasonable approach. Uh, Are the you? Only, the the issue lies, I've been told that, that these men, some that they may be incapable of reason. So that is the only... Uh, Unwilling to speak with people entering their place. That's all I know. That they, they say they were like out of their minds or anything. Just that they were specifically... He didn't say. Like, yeah. He didn't specify. Um, also, could it be considered not sacrilegious if we go into the tomb and like offer like a prayer or a sacrifice or something and just like Human don't sacrifice. ransack the place? Mm, as a mausoleum, very probably. Yeah, it's probably fine. Who's planning to ransack it? I'm an inquisitor and I say it's probably I fine. I assumed everyone else. <laughs> Even Grove? Even me? <laughs> if Grove saw something useful in there, he'd probably grab it. To be fair, that's completely true. <laughs> Conrad while has jumped at every opportunity for blasphemy so far. <laughs> I don't know if jumped is the correct word. He might have dove in headlong into it. I mean, he's split them. Okay, well then let's let's uh, have, you know, let's attack the smallest problem first. Uh, Nick's gonna try to open the mausoleum door. It's trapped, you're dead. Sure, one moment. I am oh, checking no. for traps. I am sure. the, check for traps. I am rogue. <laughs> Two before it starts now. Well, I, you know, funny you say that. I don't have like a trap maker's kit or anything like that. So it's not. It like is a perception check. There is oh. a there is a mouth with inky darkness within. Do you climb into the mouth? Uh, I don't want this hot to vent at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You gain like a courage and an insanity from it. Okay, so, right? so apparently I am literally not that kind of rogue. Um, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> sure, hit me up. It's no deadly. It's no Blinsky. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you investigate over it, um, and while you don't find anything that specifically stands out as being a trap, you do find some sigils alongside the ground that seem to be written in the flowery language that you would recognize the church sometimes used for some of their private books, the language that the angels use themselves. Uh, which was the same language on the front, right? That uh... No, uh, the, the one on the front was in written uh, common English, essentially. Come in uh, oh, but, but, but it, it had a meaning it, if you actually understood how the okay. how it sounded. It was the romanicized version of the okay. celestial word. Uh, he points that out to me. Yeah, like uh, there's some 
some stuff written over here. I mean, if it says like warning, stay out, that's fine. I just uh, points to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll peep that. Uh, it is a simple prayer um, that is belay all those who would take or harm what that which is held here, for it is sacred and protected and held eternal dear. I say that out loud at the door. Oh, oh, don't loot it. Okay. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to do that in the first place. So he will try to open it. Sure. It's a very tall, uh, heavy white marble door. Um, after a bit of practice with it, you find where uh, the rollers catch, and you start moving it to the side. It makes a heavy stone-against-stone stone grating noise. It slides inward. The interior of the mausoleum is dark and dusty. It's made of similar white stone. But you can see as you step inside, four empty alcoves with raised floors. Etched into the far wall, there is something else written in Celestial. Above it, you can see that there is a pair of crossed implements held up by racks on the wall. Simple hooks made to keep it in place. One is a long wooden shepherd's crook, knotted and heavy, but seems well cared for, at least before it was dusty in here and left alone. The other is a bronze-colored scythe, the blade of it looking like the beak of a heron. They're held over each other, both layered in clouds of dust, but seem to be have per set there with white intent. There doesn't seem to be anything else in here other than a few stray spider webs. But for that verse in Celestial. What's the first seat? Yeah, Nick will let a candle sure. on his bag and hold it up uh, to the script, kind of back in uh, Grimhild Inn if she isn't in already. It yeah, says there, oh, Here lies the feathers and prayers of Vionia, Lord of Heron's Light Hold, and founder of the order therein. Um, every one of uh, we four people, one on each of these buttons on the. I mean, I tell everyone what that says, but now I'm just guessing that the alcoves need something in them. Hmm. Something in them for what? I'm not supposed to take anything. It's a puzzle. <laughs> Tomb before? <laughs> Sorry. No, you're, you know you're getting through a tomb right when you hear that. <laughs> Are we sure she's an angel? And like, not yes. just pretty fucking sure. Like, I'm, what I'm saying is like that a human didn't get deified, and eventually, okay, it would be super angel. sacrilegious to wings. even a legendary human as an angel. Okay, is the thing. First, but yes, we need also. to defeat the four black saint god generals. <laughs> oh man, it knew and then it. Take each of their powers and an turn them and then return them here. <laughs> Only then will we open up the door to the king, so we can go finish Dark Souls two. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 will never be finished. <laughs> it was unfinished Aww. when they put it out. Man. <laughs> Ouch. I've, DLC totally finished that game. Fuck you. <laughs> so, that's what you see. Uh, next is Alcos. Short prayer, because angels are angels, man. They're, they're bad. Yeah, it's definitely that as well. I wouldn't normally do it, but this angel's actually a cool one. <laughs> it was nice and not shitty like the rest of the angels. Uh, but then, yeah, these alcoves. Do they look like they might contain some kind of mechanism? Or am I just losing my mind over this for no reason? Them, they seem like they had the intent of having something placed there. Oh no. Um, but they don't seem to have anything there at the moment. Does it look no, like that's the worst been, possible thing we could have heard. Something had been placed there? Um, or should be. Or like dust outlines where something was there and was taken away? 
make me a perception check, everyone. Just go for it. Tell me anyone who gets, like, if at least one person gets over, like, ten. I doubt there I'm certain there'll be someone who does. Fuck! How is this? Not me. I got a five. <laughs> James, did we swap? Yes, we did. <laughs> you're taking, you're taking. You're freaky friday Wait, Nick, how'd 25. you do? I, I did normally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I only got 23. On the list so, Josh, average. I think Josh. we had a three-way Freaky yeah. Friday. <laughs> the Tricky Friday. I got 25. A Freaky okay. Saturday, as they call oh. it. <laughs> a Freaky three-day weekend. Us forest um, people and Grimhild know how to look for things. So anyone who got over 10, it wasn't particularly difficult. Um, as you look around through things, you can tell that... At least a couple of these alcoves, the dust inside of them, while still layered, and the cobwebs are not nearly as dense as that over the frames near them, or the candle holders near the outside of this room. Really, it seems that whatever that something probably was in there, but was taken a long time ago. I mean, I guess I probably don't know what is usually buried with angels. It's not a common occurrence. Angels either tend to die in a way that they can't be recovered, or they just don't, because they're immortal and ephemeral beings. So yeah, I'll say a prayer. Uh, is there is is there an outline in the dust in particular, or is it just like a square base, or like it's, nothing in particular? Each of these alcoves, you can't see what would be in there for the shape. Like, it's just the inside is filled with dust. It's slightly divided in the middle, but that's about the extent you can tell. Okay, I meant like an outline of the dust where it was taken. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. How big are the alcoves? Uh, each about human torso sized. Okay, so when you collect four human torsos. <laughs> There's no inscriptions or anything? There doesn't seem to be any other inscriptions than the one, and there doesn't seem to be any outstanding signs of magic traps, anything else in the room. Okay, I take out a black light <laughs> and my luminol. Well, now you get a roll investigation. <laughs> I, I have that. <laughs> The Federal Bureau kind. Is no, there an obvious, it. like, um... Have to make a Molter save? I think if it was obvious, he'd just tell us. Well, no, but I mean, is there an obvious, like, like stone casket where she's supposed to be interred? Nope. Um, there is, however, I suppose, the alcove... There is an alcove nearest the wall that says the, uh... Well, not an alcove. There are The alcoves are set separate from the walls. They're at more of the corners compared to the walls being in the cardinal directions. But there is a pedestal of sorts right below the crossed crook and scythe, and which also had the inscripted rhyme across it. Well, not rhyme, but verse. Same thing of don't mess with my shit. I, I mean, we no, have the verse earlier. Here lies the oh. wing or feathers and... The feathers and prayers of you. Feathers and prayers. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's just an empty pedestal. Seems to be. Is there anything we should be seeing on the map since it seems to be blocked out? Blacked out? Oh yeah, I was on another map. One sec. I was going to say, is there anything that should be on the map now that we've accepted this new markers? And the murder thing kills you. <laughs> and you're dead. New characters. Guys, <laughs> uh, hey. so what do you think? It's Angel's Tomb. But where's the angel? The inscription there was literal and there's feathers and they're probably in that if they if they have feathers then it's better than angels usually get in terms of burial uh let's say i mean you know 
aren't probably aren't too many graves in the woods back where you're from, right? Let's, let's have this conversation outside of this very holy. I couldn't agree more. I do a prayer before walking out to leave the candle there. Actually, a uh, a prayer for guidance as well as a prayer of uh, of hallowing. Are you casting guidance? No. Okay. Just in the ephemeral sense. He's casting guiding bolt and fucking the place up. No, I can't. I can't seek guidance. I I get more messages. <laughs> Amazing oh, the one chest. Thing. What? <laughs> Your dreams become even weirder. Try trust but whole. <laughs> Don't give up, Angel. <laughs> Time for crab. All you wanted were messages. You didn't specify good messages. Hey, the rating is like 60 not. God damn it. The real Innistrad starts here. So yeah, we, we leave. 10,000 illusionary walls. Once we're outside, I'll be like, I think that things belong in those alcoves. Oh, what? Don't I don't do know if we knew what they were. I suggest we were bring them back. Um, Certainly. I mean, I she's so, autumn yeah, in the we... harvest, which is when things die. Do you think they, what was in there, has any relation to our spiritual friends that are inside this sport? Well, says so she founded the Order, right? That's what it said. Yes, correct. Um, which begs the like I said, I don't, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Conrad. It's been a while since I've read the, the tomes and the like, but an angel wouldn't deprive anyone of the, of the blessed sleep for even a good reason like this, right? Okay, so we've determined that that has been ran. Well, not even ransacked, but definitely taken from. Uh, aside from that, no sacrilege. So at least there's that. Who knows? Maybe maybe the guys inside have the four things that are missing. Across them. Potentially. Who is playing that piano? We need to go ask them. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Found another clue. Wonder if perhaps these people are yourselves. All right. So what do you do? I guess we front door. Do we still want to do that, or do you want to... Yeah, front door's fine. Front door. Yeah, front door. Let's, let's at least knock, too. Like, good guess. If shit starts going on to bounce and try another prince, or do we just want to fight back? It depends on how murdery they are. Like, if they're... <laughs> if You know, if they're basically zombies, then, you know, my, like, like, like Nick said in character before, you know, uh, if they're just yeah. nuts, you might as well put them back to sleep. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it depends on what they're kind of, like shit like going things going to shit is <laughs> yeah, we, need, we need more information so let's get it let's go okay i take my boot and knock on the door politely my hand <laughs> what Why did you take your boot off conrad that's weird that was a rocket oh okay you knock on the door there's a heavy <laughs> but after it rings out you wait five seconds no answer 30 seconds no answer minute and at 30, you don't even hear any sounds from inside. Would, do you wait longer, or what do you do? We'll attempt to open it. Okay. You push open the door. It's, a, it's once again heavy, though, less heavy than the stone door that comprised the mausoleum. And as you do so, you feel the creaking of the wood against the hinges and it's as it scrapes against the stone ground. And as you do so, you can feel an odd warmth, all of you clustered on the stairs, coming from... The wings of the angel behind you, feathered, glowing a uh, autumnal orange, but not brilliantly dull, shines out and you feel it, a temp tempered warmth, radiant energy, but of a diminished amount than possibly could have been there before. Nonetheless, not really, I can just feel all that. There we go. Nonetheless, you have the door open as the sensations coast across your back. 
So I know this is a common layout for foyers, but I'm getting major flashbacks to Castle Kanehurst from Bloodborne. <laughs> what? No, why would you expect ghosts to stab you here? Just because people said that ghosts might stab you here. <laughs> to count ghosts and take a person. What did it do with the side on the roof? I'm leaving. We've got some guns. We're fine. Just you also know that for blow darting servant men. You just, <laughs> however, know that there are people that use signs associated with the angel. You know, martyr, martyr Godfrey. Um, are we gonna okay. run into the half breed? Are we gonna have to touch Fluffy Tail? I'm so confused. Not wrong place. You step inside. <laughs> Long secret item location. <laughs> That's the painting we find inside of you. Ah, okay. This rabbit hole is deep. You step inside, and the room almost feels like a Lunark's tomb. It's brilliant, except for its age. White marble, scattered about with other parts of deep orange and reds. Some green, bronze colors placed elsewhere. There's a grand staircase that leads up to stone balconies held aloft by stone pillars and arches. There's a tall, faded tapestry depicting a nobleman in armor, silvered armor bearing what seems to be a crest of a heron set against bronze and green. It hangs from an iron rod above the staircase landing. Elsewhere from this room, you can see six sets of double doors leading out from the foyer. Along the walls displayed on marble pedestals, there are several alabaster busts of handsome men. There's a fourth bust, as opposed to the three previous, and you can see that its pedestal has been knocked over, and its shattered remains lie strewn across the mosaic floor. There are two chandeliers of wrought iron hanging from the ceiling, monstrous, almost like the spiders you saw outside. What do you do? I recognize any of those busts. You look at them, investigating them closely. Make me a history check. It had to happen eventually. What am you, history? You look across them, and they seem quite different. Other uh, beautiful individuals, but you're not really sure exactly who they are. So Nick himself would claim to be a uh, master at memorization of busts, so let's uh, God. see how this goes. God damn it. <laughs> I almost want to give you disadvantage for that. I'm not gonna, but I'm mad. You should give an advantage for that. It was great. Or an inspiration or something. That was wonderful. That no, was 11. Similarly, they seem important, clearly, to have such quality made of them, but you don't recognize who they could be. As a lot of you step inside, however, there is a sound in the air the beating of wings across the center of the room there's a flickering shadow that moves below all of you it coasts its way over left weaving through pillar coasting right again between the other pillars before it trails around the walls but you can see in its shape before it slips through individual cracks and doorways dissipating piece by piece in the shape of an angel trailing feathers Angels can't have ghosts, right? Not as far as you know. God. Oh, Grove unslings the bow. Time to kill another fucking monstrosity. What was it, like 24 hours before one of these fuckers showed up? Grove, what Wait, the what? fuck? Do you I think there's going to be something coming to attack us, and I'm going to be prepared for it. Um, Are the feathers that's trailing, like, sticking around, or are they dissipating? Or they what? seem to have fell, almost like gravity was pulling them gently down into other shadows, where they melded and fell, like, beneath water. We could probably get a paper written at the university if the church didn't kill us first. Something's wrong. I intend to find the text spooky stuff. 
So first question, are you bringing Ruprecht inside? At least the foyer. He's a sure. servant of Avison. He deserves to be here as much as I do. <laughs> Alright. As much? Yeah. Okay. He's literally celestial. But he's saying as his, as his muddy host prince back up the stairs and inside the foyer. Let's be honest, this place was no great shakes already. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Ruprecht wipes his goddamn feet and you know it. I hate that you're right. <laughs> splurt, splurt. They're tracked up the stairs, though. Fine. I can deal. What did you do? You're all in this foyer. Sorry, which which way did uh, the angel end up going? It didn't seem to go into any in particular. More pieces of it falling apart as it trailed by the walls. By the time it was doomed to its initial position, it seemed to be gone. To my recollection, I see two doors to the room where the spiders were. Perhaps the third would take us by uh, stairs? I mean, sure. it makes sense. I'll start moving in that direction. Are these doors? To the left and right of these stairs on the first floor? Yes, those are doors. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't go far enough. That makes things a little easier. Are there any spider webs on the current foyer side of those doors? There do not seem to be. If there are, they are for invisible spiders. Ah, phase spiders, of course. Shroud spiders? I say it'd be a good idea to examine this floor completely before moving up, and this door is as good as any, no? Yes. Alright, I'll go to the door and open it. Okay. The one, the one to the south side of these stairs. Oh man, the Jarl's chamber. <laughs> now we prepare for war. So, as you step inside, the first thing you see is the 20-foot-long table, sculpted ram's heads uh, coming out of the corners, leading to hoofed feet that connect his legs, standing in the center of the hall. The chairs that surround the table have backs carved to resemble folded angelic wings. And several of the chairs have been overturned or smashed to pieces. Suspended above the table is a crystal chandelier that glows with a soft white light. Standing in a couple of windowed alcoves are two life-size statues depicting knights wearing angel-winged helms and shields. Rainwater trickles through a few cracks in the ceiling, flowing down the west wall into a large puddle on the floor. There are five sets of wooden doors that lead to this hall. The doors in the northeast corner hang open, pair of leaded glass doors, their panes cracked and broken, stand open between pa uh, panels of stained glass set into the east wall. These panels depict angels in flight, silvered, their wings almost luminescent. Beyond the glass doors lies a dark, misty room that appears to be a chapel. What is this blue stuff on the wall that's next to where we that's see the, the stairs? Dripping water. Room. That's the water? Okay. Because this was like what, like, you said it was multiple stories tall. Yes, quite a few. Okay, so there must be a series of holes. Huh. Well, uh, how opaque is the stained glass? Nick's going to take a look at the glass. Relatively, but it seems to have some give to it. Uh, I'll try to see what's going on in the chapel. Um, sure, just roll me a d20. Just single d20. No, no, nothing to it. Uh, yep, roll just natural, like me. Natural one. Oof. Excellent. Um, the angel stabs me. I get glass in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Behind it, you can see... It's okay, they have shapes. to mill themselves when they do that. <laughs> you can see shapes of wood, um, stone, a few curves that is reminiscent of that of a chapel. Um, you can tell that there are lights inside, some sort of candlelight, it seems, from the flicker. But beyond that, that's about it. The shapes are too obscured behind the actual images of angels in flight. With Avicen, Sigarda... Even Gisela and Bruna are represented here. I don't know if it's the dust or something, but I can't can't see. In I, I think I'd see anything moving, though. The shadows. So we're probably okay to head in. We'll be on our guard anyway. 
Well, yeah. Head on swivel. Pop that door open. Get in your grove. Grove is like, he doesn't trust anything. He's kind of been watching the back door in case any big feathery bullshit comes through. Yeah, like good to be allowed to deal with it. He's not alone. He has the dog. About PFBs? Yes. Grove um, is going to always be the last one coming through the door just because he doesn't know what the fuck that was and he's scared. Okay, Illyria will open the door. Gosh. Sure, give me just a moment. I'll do it. Oh my god. I already told you I ate the chapel door. Well, you did need some more fiber in your diet, I guess. I wanted your old to eat it. Unnatural appetite. Seems as plausible as anything. <laughs> put, your, put your phone on vibrate. I'm trying. <laughs> okay. As you step in, you see cracked wooden pillars supporting a wooden U-shaped balcony that overhangs the stone-walled chapel. One moment here. I can also get it revealed for you. Narrow archways that lead up to spiral staircases curl to the balcony. There's a door set in the north wall with a wooden beam barring it. At the east end of the chapel, there rests a stone altar flanked by bronze candelabras. The altar is carved with the image of a heron set inside of a circle. Tall arching windows set with panels of more stained glass displaying more illuminated angels. Decorate the walls behind the altar. One of the windows has been shattered, covering the chapel floor with shards of colored glass and allowing some thick fog to enter and fill the room. Through this fog, however, somewhat dense, though not so much more than outside, you see three armored figures kneeling before the altar. What do you do? Let me get a close look at these tokens. They look friendly. Look like charming, pleasant guy. They're just totally 1-1 soldier tokens. No big deal. Should tell you about the time uh, Nick was mistaken for a human soldier token. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was back when he was a new recruit. Then he became a midnight duelist, and then he became a one-one that actually had an ability. Uh, that's one-two. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. I'm so sorry. I'm that's so sorry. Power creep on a bitch. <laughs> I'll, I'll call quietly through the chapel. Excuse me. There is a rattling noise. It's hard to tell whether it's entirely bone or metal. They're definitely links of chain coming through. One of them turns the center, standing up with a stiff grace. As he rotates his vision to face you, you can see his eyes illuminated with trailing wisps of blue. The edges of his flesh look like a human who has been preserved, held on with gray-colored skin, but not fully gone. He looks to you and extends a finger clad in tattered chainmail gloves. His hand goes to his side and rests upon a sheathed sword. My name is Conrad Starts, Inquisitor for the Church of Addison. Without saying anything in the form of words, his head jerks to the side slightly before setting itself back up straight. And you can hear the sound of a sword being pulled from its sheath, catching briefly on nicks and rust. I come here peacefully. You take arms against me. No choice but in myself. He steps forward, the sword kept low at his side, but held in a powerful stance. The ones behind him similarly turn, step inward, to get a view of the person at the door. Yeah, I'll pull out the dual uh, collars of Avacyn that I have around my neck. One wood, one silver. Oh, Nick's got one too now. He'll pull it out of the pocket. Betrayers. Trespassers. Betrayal's a little harsh, I retired. I'm really the same. As he sheepishly puts the collar back in his pocket. First action here was to clear one of the wings of vesting vermin and hardly call us betrayers. He continues stepping forward. The other two, seeing his motions, move to separate. 
moving to either side of the pillars underneath the can wooden canopy. Pawns. They continue stepping forward at even pace. What do you think, everyone? I tell I I just tell them that we seek the counsel of Sir Godfrey with them, but they're past that. Godfrey shall remain untainted by those that serve the fiend. We just so the question is spiral staircases, or do we just leave and close the door? I pull out my shield. Okay. Well, we tried. Uh, let's um, let's put these. Send these boys to their rest. Embrace your incoming slump. We both serve uh, both serve the boosters. Uh, and let's roll for initiative. Uh, yeah. This is the best I've gotten for initiative all game. I even did better than somebody. <laughs> you did. Um. Not boop. X, though. Boop. Wait, why'd I roll that twice? Dang it. Oh, that's why I rolled it twice. Cool. I didn't beat X, but 17. You get advantage on your initiative? Yep. Baller. And if I attack first, I do buku extra damage. Faustus. Faustus is dead. Okay. He finally joined his wife. He's right here. Wow, yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's where you want to go. That's where you go when you dream. Okay. Uh, initiatives 25 through 20. Anyone? Uh, uh, yeah. 22. 23. Grimhold got 22. Uh... 19 through 15. That's me. 15. And Grove at 17. Yep. Okay. Um, 14 through 10. 14. Yeah. What about you, Faustus? Uh, 9, sorry. And how are you feeling, Kevin? Do you think you can uh, play for a fight's length, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Ah, one fight's length. So as, length. They bring, <laughs> uh, as they bring their swords upward... To a proper fighting stance, there's a sound of rushing air, a mixture of breath and almost water. As they let out this deathly battle cry, Nick, what do you do? Uh, he is going to. Uh, are these squares normal size again, or? Uh, let me nope. These are the ten size. Oh, okay, that's still within movement range, though. So, right, because it's it's thirty normally. Thirty is your normal move speed, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so just gonna move up uh, and whisper, "I'm sorry," and take two swings. All right, roll them for me. That's the short sword. That 13 does not hit, I assume. You would be correct. 19. That will hit. Okay. Any armor's been. Uh, and which which one was with which weapon? Uh, it was with the uh, throwing dagger with the special throwing. Oh, that's plus eight now. Yes, I was about to note that as the thing as well. So it's one four plus three d six plus. I don't get my dex, but I do get the plus one. So funny. Ooh, that's solid. Yeah, three short of uh, max. <laughs> three short of max on four dice. Okay, so that one was the dagger, not the rapier. Correct. Okay, you first dive in with a lunge, and it lazily moves to the side. Your rapier spearing through a section of chainmail link, and it seems to tear a few of them off, but it seems to disregard that action. As those tinkle against the floor, though. You bring your other hand across and slash across the side of its face. You see as it impacts and cuts a deep gash, cutting off a cut section of its jaw, but it disregards this entirely and stares at you, almost as if the motion didn't do anything, even though you have clearly damaged it. Aha! Uh -huh. Okay. Um, I don't presume... Are you moving anywhere else? I think that was all your movement. Um, uh, I've got ten feet. You can still use that if you'd like, since you have the auto-disengage when you attack someone. 
Yeah, so move that way just to not be in anybody's way. <laughs> Since I'm not sure, I, I'm guessing that. Oh, it's it's ten feet. There's always room to move unless we're really crowded. So okay. Yeah. Let me just write myself here. There we go. Okay. Grimhild, after seeing Nick wander in and cut a deep gash alongside this thing's jaw, what are you doing? Uh, I guess she just kind of sighs because it's unfortunate myself. So that's and change. Let's see. Yeah, so she'll pop over here and give the guy swing a swing Tharsalia's cross because it's magic and that's how you kill undead stuff. I'm assuming it 26 hits for the first one. That will hit. And go ahead and just roll the second, second one. one. Yeah. Okay. Gee, I wonder if 26 also hits. <laughs> yes, both and hit. And I'll use the hand axe. That will also hit. Okay. Many strikes. Uh, quite a few strike. Whip it good. It's real garbage damage there. Her heart's not in it. Pretty good. With the magic weapon, and then 11 with the non-magic Okay, one moment. Okay. You charge in there, following up where Nick left, and as he sidestepped off to the side, it gave you the opportunity to move forward, and you drive the sword in through its chest. You can hear the splintering of both chain and bone as you drive it forward. It's standing there, seeming to not really understand what you have done to it, as then you pull the sword upwards, breaking more ribs, wrenching it out, bringing your other hammer alongside and smashing it into the side of its shoulder. It staggers. You see the clatter of some bones hitting into the ground, but it doesn't collapse, and then shifts its eyes back to you, staring you in the face. As it does so, it takes the sword at its side and tries to clasp onto the side of your arm with its other free hand driving the sword up towards your belly. That is an 18 to hit. Does that hit? Yes. Okay. No, not her belly. We need that. That is 11 slashing damage as it cuts into your stomach. It doesn't go all the way through. You manage to shift it off the side, and it only makes a flesh wound, cutting through some of the sections of merely some blood, fat, muscle, but nothing vital organs. However... As it does so, it attempts to replicate your motion and move that back outwards. Um, however, that is a 14 to hit, which I do not think does. Not, I believe I'm 16. Yes. As it attempts to move it free, you grab its arm and push it backwards using the brace handles of your hammer to then catch against its blade and keep shoving it out. You feel the blood leak free from the wound, but it's not too bad as you end up pushing it just far enough away that it needs to reassess its sword. From the other side, another one comes sprinting at a reasonable pace. It's sluggish in its movements, but each step is broad, covering great distances as it comes sword first towards Nick. That is a 24 to hit. Oh, that'll hit all right. That'll hit anybody. <laughs> that skeleton probably could hit Streff and fucking more. That is 11 slashing damage. That is five slashing damage. Sure. As he will gracefully uh, hit some. It's weird. So like... uh, Cash it on the chin. (laughs) Just like keep moving backwards instead of like... Not not exactly twirl, but sort of uh, like, you know, bend himself back. (laughs) And it gets him, you know, in the upper chest, but it's much lighter of a wound than... uh, Try to matrix it, but you don't quite get there. As you bend backwards and feel it nick across your chest... You then look up to where the sword is now positioned directly over your head, and it drives the blade downwards. That is a 16 to hit. Ooh, wait, wait. That does not hit. 
Oh. oh. <laughs> Seeing this coming, you just throw your body's weight over to your left and spin enough to the side that the sword crashes into the ground, breaking a few of the pieces of marble flooring. He's got a glass jaw. First hit. You'd think we would have noticed sooner. Can't pretend the damage from the first hit wasn't from the hit. The limbo under the strike. Ah, <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> um, my back can't take it. As you're doing this, though, Grimhild, from your other side, you can see you are being flanked by another one of the ghostly figures. And he drives forward, making a lunging attack with his sword. That is a 16 to hit. Just. Okay. That deals nine slashing damage. Well, this is unfortunate. As you feel it cut alongside one of your thighs as you step back, but digs in something fierce and you can feel the dampness of blood. Once again, though, he makes a half motion standing up with a slash as he takes a step back, creating a free area of movement, but going across your torso with a 20 to hit. Jeez. Jeez. That is 10 slashing damage as you feel it dig across your armor but break in somewhere at one corner of the leather, uh, straps on the side pieces. Um, with them having concluded their advanced movement, though, that brings us to Grove. Grove him. Uh, he's going to have the dog attack first. Sure. Dog act first. So, hey, pay, uh, time to pay back Grimhild here. You would have to move. Well, I guess that's doable, yeah. That, let's see. Yeah, with his extra movement. Yeah, he can do that. And, and then... Which one hit Grimmy the hardest? Uh, the second one hit twice. So. Yeah. But the, right. but the first one, I think, is the damaged one? That is correct. The, the one that... Oh, I'll take care of the damaged one in a second. One D20. <laughs> sure. Uh, 1d20 plus... I always forget. At 20! That's an at 20 for a dog. Uh, yeah, no need to do the advantage part, because that's not going to get better. Yeah. Uh, roll damage. So Let's double see. the dice, that's yes, six. That's 19. Okay, so, uh, and what is the save they need to make? Strength at DC 11. Okay. Um, seeing an opportunity, you darts forward, slipping first between Grimhild's legs after the open door, and then diving between the two towering undead figures. After slipping through there, he just moves forward and bites into the bony leg of the one that is struck further at Grimhild, ripping it upwards, and you can hear a splintering noise of bone shattering as he pulls backwards, some shards still in his mouth and pieces of quickly decaying flesh held in the side. The figure crumples downwards, falling to the ground. However, its fist slams into the side of the rock to prevent its head from impacting further, seemingly infuriated. I think, yes. I think at that point, uh, Grove's turn, and he will... How do I want to phrase this? He's going to move beside Illyria. Let me take a screenshot of this for the viewers at home. And can the... So if he moves there, can the dogger see him? Or do, should I move a different Yeah, location? sure, that's fine. Okay, just making sure. And then I will try and hit the one right here, the one behind Grimhild and above the dogger. Okay. Let's check in my bonuses. 18. Hmm? 18 to hit. That'll hit. All right. And these are not... These are undead, not abominations. Correct. So I don't get anything extra. 10 damage. 10 damage. All right. Seeing the space to fire, you pull a, your arrow next to your face and feel the feather against it. Let it go. The 
Grimhild, you know to lean your head off to the side with just enough time that it impacts into the chest of this creature behind you. Well, in front of you. Uh, as it does so, you hear once again like splintering sounds of metal and bone, but other than the stagger in its shoulder, it resets itself pretty immediately. All right. And then seeing that uh, the dog knows to go after the other one since this one's on the ground, and we'll go after the one that Grove just hit. Sure. 21. That will also hit. It's also for nine damage. And then DC 11 to not trip it. I guess I should uh, do like that, I guess. Um, okay. After following the path of your arrow and the splintering noises, you drops the remains of the splinters in his mouth and with another <laughs> rumbling growl, uh, growl, he darts forward, biting his fangs into the side of this leathered pant on this chainmail armored figure and rips a sizable chunk out of it, once again decaying flesh spreading across the floor and causing it to keel over, unbalanced. Okay, and as it does so, impacting the ground, that brings us to Conrad. There are so many of them. They are a number. Uh, do you still threaten a space if you are uh, on the ground like that? Uh, I do... I'm not sure. Let me double check. You're prone. I think you still do because it's like this isn't all happening in steps. It's happening. Prone. Um, yeah, no, it still has. It can still threaten the space for uh, purposes of disengaging. Per sure. It, it's more about limiting movement and also that. Uh, Are they easier it, to uh, attacks? Melee attacks on it have advantage and ranged attacks have disadvantage. Sure. All right. So I'm going to step up towards Nick and coast along to just past him between the north skeleton and the first skeleton that is on the ground. Sure. I will take a shot at the one on the ground since I've got okay. an advantage of it. Yep. 17 plus lots. 24. Okay, that'll hit. Okay. That is 10 silver damage. Okay. Seeing your foe currently splayed out on the ground, it gives you a good time for when you slip past your gathered allies and just with an overhanded arc, bring your axe so it impacts into the side of this creature's solar plexus. You hear a loud splintering, even more than the other sounds, almost a crack like that of wood. And you see as it makes a motion to grab for the axe, but you're already ripping it out of its chest as it's attempt as it puts a skeletal hand to the floor. Still going, huh? It doesn't seem much deterred at all, still. Alright, I'm gonna try the second attack on it. Uh, same roll. Okay, still hits. Four, oh no, I've gained so much armor now that you cleaved it off. Seven damage. Four, seven. Gotcha. Okay. Once again, you repeat the process, driving the axe back down. As you do so, you keep hearing the whispers of betrayers, intruders, trespassers, covered over by the splintering of bone. Um, I don't presume you have a bonus action? Not at the end of my turn. Okay. Lyria. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna move up straight here behind Grimhild. And... Let me zoom in. So both of the two beside Grimhild are prone, you said? Yes, they currently are prone. Okay. Well, the one kind of between me and you, I'm going to shillelagh. You and me? Ah! Okay, so use a bonus action. You use your bonus action to cast shillelagh, I presume? Yes. Okay. What does it look like when you cast shillelagh? Have you done this before? Many times. A couple of times, at least. Um, Pull out. It's a pulley out of my quarterstaff and it just kind of glows green 
and then makes me have a magic quarterstaff that hits better. Okay, you press your hand alongside the quarterstaff, and it illuminates in an emerald coloration that swirls around the top with a shape almost akin to that of a stag's mouth opening as it fades back. 20 to hit. Not a natural, but, you know. Uh, Roll again just to see if you have uh, a crit since it's got advantage. No. Okay, that'll hit. Yeah. It is a... I got max damage. I figured you'd have uh, more damage than that. It it just raises the quarterstaff's um, damage to a D8. It lets you use your your spellcasting ability instead of your strength for the damage roll. So I'd be using wisdom instead of strength. Yeah, that's a plus three. Oh, okay. I figured you had more than that. No. Okay. So I'm sitting here going, wait, that's what I wrote down. You bring the staff and crack it down onto this one on the ground. You bring it alongside the helmet that it has of the head, and you can hear a <laughs> as part of it goes concave in. It, you see the light in its eyes flicker for a moment like flame, but not go out by any means. Damn it, I was hoping a magic attack would be better. Okay. As everyone else seems to have charged in, Faustus, what are you up to? Faustus, he'll take a few steps in, point his finger at them, and then look at the chapel and stop. Instead, he'll uh, start whispering words, his eyes uh, turning blue and red, and then envelop Grimhild in aura of haste. Hell yes. Okay. Um, As red and blue light begin coursing into Grimhild, uh... Grimhild, the world seems to slow, but not you. Everything else around you just seems sluggish, as if you can see everything as it happens. Um, let me see. If you have the particular things of what haste does, convenient, feel free yeah. to shout them out for her. Uh, plus two AC, advantage on deck saves, and one extra action per round, which can be any of an attack with a single weapon, a dash, a disengage, a hide, or use an object. Worth noting, attack with a single weapon is not like your full multi-attack. When it says that, it's literally a single attack. And then when the spell... It's concentration up to a minute, and when the spell expires, uh, you'll lose one turn to exhaustion. Got that, Josh? Josh? Sorry? Did you hear the effect on you? No. What happened? (laughs) You you. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Okay, so (laughs) just to say it once again, your speed is doubled. You have a plus two bonus to AC. Advantage on deck saves and have an additional action on your turn that can only be used for a single attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Okay. Um, so, like, it basically will up you to four attacks if you wanted to, which I presume is the <laughs> way to go. Um, I figured this was better than leaving marks in the chapel. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Suddenly crossbow bolts everywhere. <laughs> as the world starts Scott slowing down to Grimhild, still in the thick of it, Nick, what are you up to? Unless, uh, Faustus, you had a bonus action? No, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Nick, what are you up to? Um, just pan around here. So it's just, uh, wait, what's, the, is that prone, that spiderweb yeah. grappling yes. with kind of thing? Okay. Um, There's a limited number of symbols, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, 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 no worries. I just was, I thought it might have been a skull and crossbones, and I'm like, damn, we did good while I was all tab. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, well... Actually, no, he, he, it's the same to him either way. So he will... Uh, oh, he gets advantage on the prone ones. Yeah, he'll hit the prone one. The That one. Sure. Need all the advantage I can get. So this is short sword... Or uh, rapier number one. Probably hits, but I'll make sure I don't crit. And then dagger one. Um. So yeah, hit and hit. 15 does hit. Okay. 15 does hit. 
ladies and gentlemen, that is probably the floor for AC, but we'll see. Uh, that's ready to roll dice separately, or because of resistance this guy has. Well, I guess you'll figure that out because you can see the dice yeah. anyway. Don't worry about it. All right, plus three, six plus uh, twenty-five. Between both hits. Yes. Okay. Uh, how do you go about uh, stabbing this man on the floor? Um. So first, he'll uh just kind of plunge the rapier in to any open wounds. Uh, and then, well, this isn't exactly in the, in the mechanics, uh, rather than, uh, like reaching down to stab him, he's going to just eject one of the daggers while still standing and just <laughs> sink it into his midsection. Okay. Um, you move forward and impale through spectral flesh, jabbing into what gut you can see, even though it's not entirely physical and you can feel the what remains of bones caught amongst this ectoplasm inside moving about. You know you left a good mark as a pool of it begins pouring out of his back, light-colored flames almost flickering against the ground. Following, you allow the other blade to shoot outwards and impacts alongside his torso, carving a deep gash, leaking more of this out. And still his head just rotates to face you. All betrayers, all trespassers. Maybe we should bow. He does seem rattled and wrecked, but not by any means beaten. Uh, Grimhild. All right. Uh, first swing against the guy who's hopefully close to dead. Sure. Um, so with a crit, I'm tempted to make it a disarming attack. That's within your prerogative. You're allowed to. If it's not the bonus action kind, it just says on a hit. Nah, it's fine. There's 12 more damage with a magic weapon. Oh, it's not 12. It's actually uh, 19. Oh, you just roll the die and then double it? Yeah, that's what we've been doing. Always. Oh, my bad. Okay, then yeah, 19. Um, Well, wait, it's a 1d6 weapon. What am I talking about? Right? It's a 1d6? Yes. Okay, so that actually would be 12 plus 5, so it'd be 17. 17, yeah. Okay. Um... Um, you bring the blade down across its torso, the time allowing you to have plenty of motion, even as it's attempting to knuckle itself up off the ground. And you cut off another side of bone and ectoplasm that spills onto the ground, scattering. Sounds like marbles. But no, it doesn't seem dead. Jesus. All right. 17 does hit. That'll hit. More damage. In a fervor, you continue to swing at it. Another heft carving off its torso and still it continues to rise still falling apart but rising nonetheless oh my god something's wrong yeah no shit uh i'll use my bonus action with my axe you also have a third attack if you want it i'm gonna use that in a this is with that and that's another crit um that's another 17 points of damage this one's not mad Let's see it seems built of only vertebrae and ribs left. As you start hacking off as many pieces as you can, it seems mostly fallen apart, armor torn to oh shreds. God. But still it stands, jaw held agape, pointing and rattling. Can someone just take his fucking sword? I mean, that's what I was going to do with the other one after I killed this one. But and apparently take not. The sword, then what do they do? Give us bony punches? Got one last time because I need to finish him because his turn's coming up. 25 hits, I'm That'll assuming. Hit. Nine more damage. Magic weapon? Sure. With a large, heavy swing across the front in the slowed time as he reaches for his weapon, you cleave through the top of his skull, leaving it a bowl. And as the flickering white-blue is seen through the top of it, it pours out. There's a whisper on the wind. Not the last. And the skeletal structure left collapses to the ground. 
Is there a called shot thing? Uh, that's called saying what you want to try and hit, and I make difficulty for it. Okay. Yeah, because there's no, like, it's weird. But Though I guess D&D's always been like this, that you, you can't disarm unless you have a feat that tells you you can't. That's not what I was thinking. Oh. Remove yeah, the head and destroy the, the brain. Because I, I almost okay. went into Warrior so I could be a cool guy. As it collapses and then destroyed, uh, I, that's all of your actions. Do you move? I mean, I can't really disengage. Um, you can't, but if you presume you won't get hit, because it only gets one attack. Oh, wait, that guy's prone. He still gets to hit. Oh. Being prone does not remove your ability to disengage attack. Yeah, that's what I was asking earlier. I'll move here. Can you Where did you go? Oh. <laughs> sure, one sec. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You move over and step across the scattered remains of this sentinel, and I presume turn and face the one about to rise. Okay. As a figure, he immediately pushes himself up with the force of a fist to his feet. And as he does so, you can see his pieces of armor and bone with a <laughs> rattling noise on the ground begin flying back into him. You can see as he resets and some of his bone. Guys, we should just place his Dumb. What do you want? Something different. <laughs> <laughs> Go somewhere else, then. <laughs> um, having now risen to his feet, um, first striking at the thing that felled him to begin with, at you, that is a 21 to hit. Probably. That hits. That is eight slashing damage. And as he does so, he then continues the slash, following it over to the other one that struck him while he lay prone against the ground. Over to Illyria, that is a 15 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Everyone I'm not in five feet of. That is a 16 slashing damage. Oh, oh Jesus. As he catches deep into the side of your torso and you can feel the blow rattle through your body, taking the air out of your lungs. Uh, as he is doing so... I don't, nobody ever hits me, like, a little bit. <laughs> a lot or nothing. On the other side of the field, the one still next to Nick, who was unsatisfied with the amount of damage he dealt previous, drives his sword forward again towards Nick's torso. I will use my protection. Sure. That's a 17 to hit. Oh, with, with, with disadvantage? That's Even with disadvantage, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's... Oh... You tried, buddy. Didn't that miss once before? No, 17 is my armor collide. No. 12 slashing damage. Uh, 6 slashing damage. But, yeah. And then let's roll for the other. That's crit. Okay. That's, uh, uh, well, wouldn't have, have known this. <laughs> All hell, Nick. He lived as he died. He died as he lived. And that, is, that is 18 slashing damage. I'm at minus 1. Oh, jeez. Okay. Then you're down. Um, Holy shit. They're getting so buff. Give him a frowny face. Um, buff scullies. It swings another horizontal blow. This one slightly sluggish enough that you are once again able to repeat a kind of sideways, not twirl, but rotation of your body to move out of the way. But as you do so, it still nicks into the corner of your sleeve, and then it just drives the sword downwards, once again attempting what it did previous, but this time catching you in an off foot. It impacts into your shoulder and carries you, forcing you to a knee as the blade digs into your shoulder, and you can feel as the blood loss starts immediately going to your brain. The world gets dark, and you collapse to the ground as it pulls the sword free. And that was the end of Niccolo Wiggle Time Argenti. <laughs> Niccolo, the Wiggles and I. 
Um, with that done, that brings us to Grove. Neck, neck. Dog will go first. Dog will bite. Our face on his token now. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, dog will attack the thing that bit it. Uh, this time, trying to like grab at an arm and pull it down. I'm not not a cold shot to the head, just in general. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wait, so you are making cold shot, or you're just no, describing? Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Just, just making sure. Yeah. No problem. Eighteen. Okay, that'll hit. And nine damage. Man, they just preternaturally roll low on these prone checks. The dog Whoa. will save everybody. That's its job. My bones. <laughs> you leaps upward, biting onto the corner of the helmet and this thing's face. Yeah. And you can hear some tearing noises and a whisper on the wind. As it does so, he just drags it down to the ground, its torso slamming there briefly. As it braces its hands, almost as a push-up to rise up again. You hear him whisper, Doggo. <laughs> what a good dog. Popper. Doctor Peace. Fine. Okay, but Grove himself. Uh, I think at this point, after seeing, like, Grimhill go ham on this thing and it only barely dying, he's gonna... Uh, uh, what uh, uh, advice, Grimhild? Get that one off, Nick. <laughs> Alright, this is dumb. Uh, so I have 30 feet to move. One, two. Oh, yeah, let's be super dumb. Boink! And then. Uh, okay, Grove, you charge up amongst all your friends, vaulting over Illyria to get into the fray. What do you do? Uh, what is it to help Nick? What's the check for that? Um, if you want to just stabilize him, that's a medicine check. Otherwise, you can heal him with anything that would restore health. I said get that one off, Nick. But this works too, I guess. No, I was just wondering what the attacks are. He's actually just getting in here because he didn't have a good angle. I figured. I mean, that's also an option. You can just shoot it. Yeah, no, he's going to shoot it. He's good at shooting. Uh, I can't or spend is he? I can't spend inspiration. Can I? To re-roll that? Um, you could, you but one second. Yet. I forgot if it's a disadvantage to make ranged attacks in melee. I'm not in melee with him. You're in melee with the other one. It's prone. That doesn't matter. They threatened. We talked about this like three times in this exact fight. (laughs) (laughs) Like this literal fight. It's come up like three times. When you make a ranged attack with a weapon spell or other means, you have disadvantage in the attack roll if you're within five feet of a hostile creature who can see you and isn't incapacitated. So, you have disadvantage. So, actually, you do have to roll again. Or you can spend your uh, your inspiration to just get what you have, but uh, I'll, I'll let you... I'll be, you know, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't hit. Okay. Uh, you pull the arrow back and shoot over Nick's prone corpse. <laughs> well, not corpse yet. Unconscious body. Uh, and as it sails overhead, uh, you see as the thing just ignores the fact that your arrow was there, pretty much. It's slipping through a piece of its armor and clo- cloth, but not really doing anything to the body. Wait, is it a successful attack or just a general attack? One second. I don't think I've actually missed for this to matter yet. When you use an attack. Okay, cool. And then the dog will continue to assault this thing on the ground. This time, it'll, this time it'll be a aim for the head. Try and just take it off its shoulders. Okay. Because it's on the ground, it gets advantage. Sweet. Sweet re-roll. <laughs> you did it. Excellent re-roll. Double 13. Uh, yeah, 20 will hit Triscodecophobia. <laughs> oh no, everyone's dead. You know why. But before your time. What are we talking about? Yeah! <laughs> max damage! Max dogemage! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
seeing this thing now, you watching your attack emboldened by this, loosens up his fangs just enough to then crunch back down on this creature's face. You hear the splintering of bone and the whispering sound of flesh being sloughed off back into ectoplasm. Uh, and with that done, I believe that concludes your turn. Yes, unless you have a bonus action. Okay. I'm eating. Uh, Conrad. Did the attack to the thing's face seem to do anything more to it than any it other attack? Not particularly. I'll I'll take an action, lean down to Nick, put a, just plant a just plant a hand on his chest, whisper, "You're not done yet," and shove twenty HP into him <laughs> with lay on hands. Great. Um, as you press it in with the soft glowing light of angels surrounding them, I. Nick, you feel a warm sensation and then a very painful one in your shoulder as you rise from the ground, though you can feel that hot as it sears back together. Um, worth, worth remembering, there's no such thing as uh, negative health in long term, so that just put you back to 20 flat. Okay, yeah, right, because any healing puts you to zero and then goes. Correct. So, yeah. Well, and uh, when you go past zero, you don't double your max HP. You just go to oh. zero. If it's double your max HP, you just flat out die. You just die, right. Nice. No, that's very unlikely unless you send like a dragon against a level one character, you know? <laughs> right. We were to, you know, walk up to more at the start of the campaign. Be like, hey, how's it going? No, I can't be laying hands back from this. This is bullshit. Blah, 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 game design. TPK in a box, you say. Let's see what's inside. <laughs> um, okay. As you press that down... Uh, Game over is a failure of the game designer. You pull yourself back up with Nick uh, simply prone. <laughs> Can I use a move action to pull him up to his feet? I'll allow that if you use your bonus action too. Yeah, sure. I'll use both. Like it doesn't even use all your move, but yeah, I'll allow you to use your like equivalent of putting up prone to pull him to his feet, setting himself up and brushing his shoulder off from what uh, <laughs> debris is currently in the closing wound. Uh, Conrad, didn't you hear this? There's no rest for the wicked, Ben. You're all right, soldier. <laughs> no wicked, well. We're trying to have a buddy moment. <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> yes, there are no I do mind. In hell. Will someone boot him out a window, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Actually. <laughs> so with that, uh, with that done, presuming you don't move, that brings us to Illyria. Yeah. I, I have a oh, question. by the way. Yes. Yeah, go first. That might not matter to me, but it might matter to the various people who like require line of sight. Yeah. Uh, are these doors that I just pinged? I presumed you pushed them open. Like pushed them like, open. So that I presumed they're... you guys shoved them in. Like it wasn't like yeah, they folded out that way. Okay, so those aren't impediments. Good to know. All right. Yeah, I just that that would be dickish. I didn't want to do that. All right. <laughs> There's some things I'll uphold, but that's one that just didn't make any sense. To well, me. My only thing was because it's because these are ten foot squares that were. Fair. Um, yeah. I feel like it's pressed up enough against the wall that you can basically treat as if okay. it wasn't there, though. That's fine. Like, oh, you lost two feet of your five-foot space. I'm not going to punish you that much. Um, I need to check, though. Um, Shalai, it's not concentration. Okay, you're good. It's just one minute. All right, so what do you do? going to hit it with my stick again. Okay, now once again on the floor, you whack it over the face with your stick. <laughs> Go for the head. Give that good golf swing. Ew, ew, ew. Icky, icky, icky. Knock the head out the window. That'll hit. There's some gangs in New York. It's kind of like... This is you. You're this notch right here. Except instead, it's all ectoplasm over the ground. Okay. You move up alongside it and just golf swing at the ground. You hear a hollow... 
uh, as you impact into the side of it, crunching part of the helmet into its skull. Right uh, it simply rolls its head and then continues trying to shove itself off the ground. I don't presume you have a bonus action? No. Would you like to move anywhere? Well, while they're prone, does it still cause attack of opportunity? And that makes yes. four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to ask next time just to keep the count going. Thanks. No, nah, that's thing. always the count. Our meme. It is nearly 2 a.m. Be nice. No, that's fine. It's okay. No, I, I would have done the same thing. Absolutely, um, I would have. <laughs> okay. Shouldn't that guy have taken a swing at Grove since his last turn then? Uh, making a ranged isn't uh, opportunity attack. It's a uh, it's a disadvantage on the ranged attack. If that's what you're asking. If you're saying if it, it Grove's turn is right after theirs also. So they didn't attack him because of that. All my really high damage stuff would like hurt all of y'all too. That would this be the downside to the druid. This is why we need a sorcerer so we can meta magic that shit. Um, while you're doing this, uh, Faustus... What are you doing? Cast a silent, maximized, uh, empowered magic missile. Hmm. Well, if I'm trying not to mess up the chapel, that does limit my options. Uh, I mean, you could just ask if anyone mind. <laughs> Which they probably do, but probably not as much. I don't know. Just wander in and be like, do you want me to assist? Yes, yes, kill it, kill it! <laughs> it actually matters to Faustus, so I think he will... I guess... Man, the stuff I have equipped, there's nothing especially good. I know, you know what? I will, instead of uh, doing nothing, I will be very particular. I'll cast the okay. uh, crew strike cantrip. All right. On who? Uh, I suppose there's no way to see the guy next to Nick, is there? Uh, no, those doors aren't actually in your way. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, he'll cast true strike at him. Okay, what does that do? Yeah, I thought true uh, strike was a beneficial spell. Yeah, I thought it was too. Well, it's... Oh, no, wait, I can't do I that. Never Nick. mind. <laughs> he really just wants Nick dead. This is his time of betrayal. <laughs> when a true strike is you aim at a target, next round you get advantage on an attack roll. Uh, oh, okay, I yeah, I see what you're talking about. That's interesting. I can't do that because uh, I would have to drop concentration on haste. That is uh, true. So I'll just a roll. weird spell. It's concentration for one round. Yep, concentration up to one round. Huh. I guess if you, uh, if you provoke, a, if they provoke an attack of opportunity, it would count. Yeah, true. But Anyway, I'll, I'll just cast Chill Touch on it and not miss. You did it. Remember, your wand gives you plus one to hit with it. I rolled a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Everything you, you hoped that wouldn't happen did. You point the wand forward and extend out towards this uh, glowing skeletal figure, and the hand hovers off in that direction, will, ready to grasp at its organs. And it simply sees it coming and deflects it away with a slap of its uh, slap from the back of its hand. Do not trifle with trivialities here. It's a shame that you're so fascinating and so lost. All right. I don't presume you have a bonus action? No, no bonus action. Okay. Uh, having that resolved, Nick, what are you up to on your uh, fresh time. 20 HP? Um, yep. He is going to stay where he is and slap up this zombie a little bit more. <laughs> smack, 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 smack. All right. Give me those hits. Roll them beats. All right. So this is, uh, what do you call it? Um, Actually, I don't think that one's been hit yet. <laughs> rapier. That one, yep. Short sword. Or uh, the, the trick uh, daggers. Yeah. A plus eight. 20. All hit. All right. All the damage you do, I'm counting as my damage. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I added to this DPS. It's very important. <laughs> Respect yeah. my healing. For the Chivos. 
<laughs> it counts as an assist. Uh, 15. Play okay. of the game, Conrad. It just cuts to Nick, to Nick doing the dramatic. <gasps> that everybody brought back to life. Assholes never die. <laughs> Grimhild Grim in a corner like, God damn it, always Conrad. <laughs> um... But yeah, I've been pulled back to your feet. Uh, you managed to roll your neck around and make a diving stab towards it, which it parries off with the side of its sword with a clang. Following this, though, you see where its arms are not going to be for your second strike and bring the dagger up and gash into one of it. You dig along the bone and hear a grating noise as you start pulling up a long gash that digs straight to the marrow, pulling it back. Yeah, um, at the end of that, he does kind of a shove and then sprints this way. Uh, okay. And uh, as you push off of him and uh, acrobatically move through uh, the area of Conrad, pushing yourself over by the pillar, that brings us to Grimhild. High speed Grimhild action. I was going to chop this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Turn it into wood. a blender. It's hit. I'm going to do a disarming attack. Sure. Because that's a DC 16 strength. Okay. You bring your first blow and cut along down the side of his arm and when you reach the part of his sword you turn yours and sever just downward with as much force as you can muster. In the slow motion you watch as each false tendon comes separate and turns into mist as you cleave through the hand separating it entirely from his body, the sword scattering off with it. Next one I guess I'll aim for the head even though it doesn't hit. Uh, that'll hit. Uh, I'm just going to roll the third attack now. Go for it. Get roll your bonus action attack too or doing something else with that. I mean, he's probably not going to die from all of this, so I get good thing he's pro. Yep, those all hit. Okay, 18 from the birds, and then 13x. With a series of wailing blows, you hack into him. Ribs, cloth, armor flying apart in each direction, just flaying him as much as you can. The body still starting to tremble, and you can see as pieces of it are broken, still shoves itself up on the stump of a skeletal arm. And you did get the damage from the original hit with the trick. I did. Oh, for fuck's sake. Boo. Um, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. Is it worth using my action surge? I don't know. Do you think it's worth using your action surge? This is why we need a cleric. Well, I'm just wondering, because like... That's going to be two... That's going to be three more attacks. It's not going to reset your haste action. Yeah. Haven't you been having extra action surges all the time that you never wind up using? always used my action search. It's the other things, the uh, stance Superior, stuff. Superiority dice? Uh, yeah, the superiority dice. That you're always saying I that you should have used more. I use them. Oh, yeah, it's not just... like ignoring them. It's just that... Alright, make a decision on one way or another. These things, god damn it. Yes or no? Um. We know there's something else here. You know what? I will use it simply because it'll save us hit points in the long run. Sure. And he's prone, so it's where Okay, so next our next attack with saw his cross. That hits. Is he close? Is he what? Is he close to dead? Uh, I can tell you he is below half health. Okay, 11 points of damage. Okay. Does the magic weapon seem to be doing more than the non-magic weapon? Not specifically. Okay, so 11 doesn't kill him. No. As you shred further into the bone, and again, pieces fly off. Now he is mostly skeleton, fake flesh, and even just a few pieces of clinging mail. Mostly that got embedded into the wounds by your blows. Okay. Nine more damage? Okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> once again, 
<laughs> you bring it down and upon fucking him. fucking miss. And you impale through a piece of the rib, but as you do so, he continues shoving himself off the ground, and as that the motion catches on your sword, pushing you slightly upwards, removing the trajectory that you had ready for your axe, which sails just over to his right. Uh, and that's everything you have, unless you're going to move. Nah, I'm good here. Okay. As he continues to push himself off the ground and look you in the eye as he moves forward and drives the stump of an arm towards your torso. That is a 23 to hit. Good God. Is he proficient in punches? Yes, they are. Ah, see, this is the problem. They're monks. No. Yeah, uh, they, they've got a lot now. of rules about how they work. Um, <laughs> that is 15 bludgeoning damage. What? I was joking. We should have left them armed. Wait, why is he doing more damage? He rolled well. It's but actually less die total. Just rolled better. I, Unless he actually is a monk, that makes no gun. It's literally what the rules tell me to do here. No, we believe you. I'm not making this shit up. I, we're not mad at you. We're mad at the dice and this stupid, stupid monster. For me. I'm gonna need some fucking <laughs> healing. <laughs> it's okay, that's what Conrad's for. I mean, also, worth noting, like, you guys have generally, like, not fallen that much in fights. Like, I don't think this is... No, we've had at least problem. one... We've had yeah. one or two people fall in our system. The point being is that you've never had a threat. Said, but that, that, that statement is technical. But, like, oh, but like, like, being chill for a moment, like, seriously, nothing has, like, seriously threatened you as a group. No, 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 this is this is just a tough fight. I'm, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is I'm, I'm, I'm down. I just right. expected... This I'm just all I'm saying, saying is if we go up those stairs, and there's four of them. <laughs> we <laughs> shut the door and burn the place to the ground. Fuck bounces and fucks the mentality. We can't burn it. What did I do? You said it was special to you. I don't care anymore. These things are assholes. As you feel as you feel the wind pushed out of your chest and buckle over, you see as it brings its other hand across and drives it, slapping across your face with its bony arm. That is a 21 to hit. <laughs> we covered up. I'm gonna, gonna try protection. Oh. Please. Um, alright. <laughs> Try saying right. that faster next time, but also I'll allow it. All, all, all I heard was a slap with bony arm and does 21 to hit. And like, oh god. <laughs> okay, but you detect, I believe you need it before I say the number is the idea. It all happened too fast. That's okay though. I'm willing to accept. I'm just saying in future, just like try and shout it out, blurt it immediately. Um with that said, uh as you raise your shield in the way of this uh heavy slap, that becomes instead a 13 to hit. Miss. <laughs> There's a loud, almost cymbal clang as it impacts into the side of the shield, its arm going upwards, leaving its, uh, not really sure if there's a better descriptor for it, an armpit area opens as it raises towards the sky, the force of it ricocheting it backwards. Um, now seeing your back turn to it, however, the other one is emboldened towards you, Conrad, and strikes true towards your back with a 24 to hit. That's a hit. That was a lot of rolls. <laughs> I accidentally was rolling the same dice as the unarmed at first, so I rolled the other one. Don't worry about it that much. Take 46 um, damage, Conrad. That take 19 slashing damage. More like 14. <laughs> right, that fucking thing. <laughs> God, how are you, like, even killable? I don't know how it's possible. Hey, you just took me down 14 damage out of my 58. That's not bad. <laughs> I, I love our smoke corrections of his damage numbers due to our character abilities. <laughs> He 
has fewer hit points than I do. Still, but he has like ridiculous AC and that. And <laughs> it's been uh, a while since I've been missed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's not bad. I'm not like angry about it. It's just hot damn. <laughs> you can feel it cut into your back and ride along the side of your armor, pushing it and denting it and cracking it through your skin. <laughs> You feel as the blood begins soaking through your uh, the coat on your back. As it rears the sword back and drives it again, that is a 22 to hit. Another hit. 13 slashing damage. Lower, lower day. <laughs> um, as it repeats the process, this time, length, uh, this time lengthwise, leaving another heavy mark that travels along with your spine. Uh, as it resolves that, however, um, now catching them... A little bit off guard. That brings us to Grove. Brings us to you. Yes. Uh, well, if it brings it to me, I'll roll for the Revenant to hit. No. <laughs> My joke has backfired. Uh, no. <laughs> He's going to go after the one that Grim has tried to turn to pulp and just keep going at it. Uh, 13. Wait, that gets advantage. 14 to hit. Okay. 14 to hit. That will hit exactly on. And then 13 damage. Damn, talk. All right. Uh... And then DC 11. Okay, this time, as uh, you jumps into his open uh, chest cavity that had repaired partially during its previous time, he digs into it and pulls out an entire rib, dragging it out. However, seeing this as a result, its previous backwheeling action from being repulsed pulls it away, cracking it open like a wishbone rather than dragging him to the ground. Okay. Uh, and beat you with it. <laughs> with that done? Yeah, with that done, I think Grove is... Uh, he doesn't like using his axe, but he'll take out the axe and just avoid... Oh, just not like, good enough for you using an axe for combat? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fine. He'll take out his dagger instead. Don't do that. Just fuck axes. <laughs> fuck axes. Douchebags use axes. Uh, yeah, no, he, he still will pull out the axe and just hack at this thing and try and chop it down. Wallop okay. him. Okay, give me that roll. Roll a wallop. Wallop. Walla walla. Wallop check. Wallop wallop onion. Uh, do I get... No, the dog gets advantage, not me. Black check. Yep, you That's do not real. have, like, a sense of being next to this. You don't have pack hunter. Boop, 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 boop. Do you not enough damage? Eight damage! You carve a sizable section off of this thing's arm, the one already dishanded, <laughs> in your a sense, axe, disarmed. Your axe now you bring D4? it fully. Hand axe. It's a hand axe. Now you bring it fully disarmed as you cleave it off. The false tendons splitting aside with the leaking mists. They do. The dog knows what to do now. Let's just keep attacking. Going off balance. Dog darts back in. 21. That'll hit. Another 9 damage. <laughs> Hello, this is Dog Fort. <laughs> Darting back in peels another set large section off of its body this time not a rib but now a chunk of its pelvis snapped off and it scatters against the ground and skids over until it impacts into one of the walls with a uh this time however still the creature undead being remains standing up bracing itself with its other leg um with that flurry of blows complete on it that brings us over to the other side with uh conrad so silly question yeah what's up these are undead, right? Yeah. Cool. Gonna let out a shout and take on the one next to me with um, with a Divine Smite. Actually, All I, right. don't to, I don't have to declare that yet. You don't, actually. Divine Smite's real fucking good. Yeah. Okay, that's just shy of a critical. So now I will activate the Divine Smite. 
Sure. With a first level spell. All right. Which adds total 3d8 radiant as a result. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that is five. That is, uh, um, sorry, nine normal plus okay. 13 radiant. Okay. You bury your axe into it, and as it outpours with radiant energy, you see as more of its form bursts apart. Not completely, and not necessarily with more force than striking it true would do, but you see as the bones that fall free from it, instead of being held still by that glowing ectoplasm, lie inert against the ground. All right, I'm going to take my second crack at it. That one is a critical, so I have a question about Divine Smite. <laughs> um... Let, let me just that's Google that. <laughs> you said it works for extra damage for my stuff, and that's on. Yeah, I, I guess well. like yeah, I'll just let's let's like double make sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of radiant damage coming if I choose to use. Yeah, this. No, I'm fine with that. I just want to check. Yeah, you double the smite damage. I can't resist. I'll do it. Yeah, fucking do it. It's a good thing to do. I like. I was at no point against this. I just wanted to make sure that that was like a thing because this is one that like that amount of damage like shifts a fight. <laughs> like that's a big yeah. amount. Okay, so I double this fight each, could be shifting. I double the result of each die. Correct, and then like the stat at the end is not double. Cool. So that's eight normal damage plus thirty-six radiant damage. That's pretty good. Um, this is something that I think is too spectacularly not to allow you. Uh, what does this look like? All right. Yeah. I, um, uh, the first attack was coming down from, uh, the scapula down the front of him, knocking a few bones off. Then just in a fit of rage from everything he's done, stabbing me in the back, stabbing Nick. I spin the ax around in my hand, catch it and catch it between his legs and bring it up through him. <laughs> All right. You rip through the lower part of its pelvis and bring it upwards, shattering part of its spine in the process. It comes back in an upward arcing crescent motion. And as you do so, you see all of those pieces splay against the wall, inert, dead bone. But still, it remains standing, confused, somewhat dazed, but still standing there, <laughs> missing fuck. its lower, uh, a sizable chunk of its lower half. Fucking fuck. <laughs> Look, I said I wanted to see it because it was a big hit. I didn't say it killed it. Fucking fuck. Uh, it does seem the worst for wear now. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, unless you have a bonus action or you're going to move. I'm good. That brings us to Illyria. God damn it, I can turn a fight. <laughs> what? It... <laughs> you want to fucking start something? No, I already did and it didn't do anything. <laughs> no. Illyria. <laughs> um... I'm going to try my fiery scimitar and see if that does anything different than just hitting it. Oh sure. god, now we have fire zombies! Okay. Once again, you bring your hand up along and create a shimmering flaming cutlass. And bringing it forward, you make an arcing slash over at it, and that uh, 14 will hit. 11 damage. 11 damage. It sears across its front, and you can hear the <laughs> popping and crackling of bone as it sears away at it, and you can see that the false flesh begins to blacken in the pieces of bone that fall blacken and turn to ash, falling against the ground. This thing is now no more than a spine, a skull, and fragments of bone trying to shape into the form of arms. Did uh, that seem like it did any better damage than hitting it? I mean, it did higher damage than what you were doing shillelagh. Well, no, I did an 11 the first time. Oh, then. I had 11.10 on the shillelagh, too. Not higher damage. The, the bone that splayed outwards were seemingly destroyed. Okay. You can't regenerate from that shit, basically. Yeah. 
I don't know shit about shit about how these things work. Are they, what are they, you said they were revenants? I know they punch a real good. I'm not supposed to know anything of what they are. It's, it's a rule book. In the rule book, it just says, these dudes are assholes. Um, <laughs> so with that done, however. Pretend uh, they're doing damage until they kill them. Faustus. These are the day fuckers. They're here to fuck your day. <laughs> <laughs> Fighter of the night fucker. Excuse me, please. They're not a day fucker. They're an equal opportunity fucker. Whatever time you came in, they would have been ready to go. <laughs> Champion of the sun. Of love and friendship Whoa. for everyone. Just not you. All right, I'm going to... Both seem worse for wear. One seems on its very last legs. I'll try chill touch at the one that seems on its very last legs. Sure. No legs at all. <laughs> so what am I hitting? Hmm. A spine. What's it balancing on? Send a chill I... down its spine, Kevin. <laughs> it has legs in the standing, but is mostly... A spine, a skull, and semblance of arms trying to patch themselves back together from what fragments of bone remain. Uh, 17 plus sums. Uh, that'll hit. Plus 8. Ah, what do you know there? I'm into cold damage. It doesn't do uh, cold. 13, and it's necrotic. Oh. Eat it. <laughs> that probably, does that heal it? It does heal. I'm going to laugh if it does heal. It's like, oh, you just regenerated spine. Thank you. It That's not what they meant by eat it. <laughs> you extend now once again the hand forward from your wand and you see as it travels forward the skeletal ghostly hand trickling upside the spine and moving up until its skull where it worms its way under the jaw and up into the brain cavity where you see the lights in it go out as they're poked forward with two of the fingers the skeleton collapses to the ground and you hear another wisp through the air just a breath <sighs> yeah that's just that idea for my turn he'll watch the uh, essence flow out of it it is mostly blue, but stained with black and just a barest touch of white. Um, okay, that brings us back after he has slain this to Nick. All right. Um, let's see. He's dead. Now let's let's get this over with. Um, Deader than before. Can you flank a a, a skeleton? Yeah. Why Why wouldn't you be able to flank a skeleton? No, they're one dimensional and have no uh, front or back. <laughs> I don't know. Undead used to have weird rules with critical. They're fourth dimensional. And... You're only striking at its shadow. It used to be hard to sneak attack an undead. Well, no, it used to be that sneak attack didn't, because like sneak attack used to be flavored as like you were, you know, getting their kidneys or some shit. This is you striking well, but it's not specifically organs. You can use it against machines by getting them in the uh, right in the engine bits, <laughs> right in the teeth, right in the spark plugs. Put a dagger in the gears. But I mean, I, I could probably still stink attack a jaw in this cube, and but that's less because it makes sense and more because Nick Nick just kind of throws down his shit and leaves the room if we have a button to move otherwise. Um, all right, so I'm gonna swing. I really should make macros for the. At least I don't need to differentiate anymore since one has a higher attack roll. That'll hit. Hit him with your blade stick, and that'll hit. Right, blade stick the risen. Rorik's blade stick. Ooh, ooh boy. Yeah, twenty. Those D6s could have been a little bit... Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, they could have been better. But you did darting, pretty good otherwise. <laughs> darting forward, you leave a gash from the piercing mark as you go through one of his arms and pull downwards, ectoplasm trailing and splaying against the ground as it turns back into colorful mist. And as he's reeling from that, you then jump forward over to the left, bringing your dagger to the side and cutting along his chest. It leaves a popping sound as you go over each rib individually, sections of them being carved off and crashing against the ground. Still seemingly inert from whatever effects racked its body previous. And then he's gonna run over here like a coward. Fuck off again. <laughs> Behind the man. Later. 
No, because this way, if it wants to hit me, it's got to do like a, I'm gonna get the opportunity attacked out of me. Tango past uh, three people, so <laughs> it could technically do it only getting it on one. Um, oh, that is fair. Point. Um, okay, as you sprint away, Grimhild. At this point, she's just tired, just like stomps over there, <laughs> just proceeds to bludgeon this thing to death. And brings it to Hack City. <laughs> Bite its yeah. spine open. We are going to Hack City now. <laughs> New Hack City. Well, see, the great thing is, she probably goes over very slowly, but she's hasted, so it's just like <laughs> like you're just stomping angrily into everyone else. She's some six million dollar man shit just went. Sit your five electric mass down before I make change. I love that fucking say. Oh damage before I decide what to do after this. Okay. Once again, you start hacking pieces off of its sides, and it doesn't seem to want to go down. Mostly just a skeleton now, even if it still has its limbs possessed. You know, this will all be worth it if she gets Haxity lungs. I'm just saying. No, she couldn't get it. The undead, the undead would get it. I hope. Oh I yeah, hope. right. He would. That'd be bad, it. actually. It comes back. It comes back and starts hitting you four times in a turn. It's real rough. Okay. Uh, I guess bonus so I like action. Bruce Lee combos. I'm going to use my bonus action attack. I super hit. Uh, that wouldn't be your bonus action. Do you mean your haste action? Because you couldn't bonus action with Arcelius Cross. No, my bonus action. You can't do that with Arcelius Cross because it's in your main hand. No. You already attacked no, 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 that no, no, one. No, 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 no. The bo- the- to activate fainting attack. Oh, to do a fainting attack. Sorry, I missed that. I thought you were saying to attack. Yes. I just heard to attack. Gotcha. Okay. And what does fainting um, attack do? It gives me advantage in my next attack roll. Okay. Well, that definitely hits. The next Arcelius Cross attack. And then I need to decide to get an extra d8 on this one as well. Oh, you double superiority on... If I use Fenting Attack as a bonus action, and then also use one that applies on hits. Oh, okay. Oh, so that carries over, I got you. But that would be using most of my superior dice until... Oh, we're probably going to do a short rest after this anyway. Fuck it, yeah. I'll do a fucking disarming attack, even though that makes them stronger somehow. (laughs) It's a buff boy. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think he wouldn't be without any muscle. (laughs) I mean, it's going on Wolverine rules. When you're fueled by pure rancor, it works out okay. Yeah, when it was just bone daggers, he was so much scarier than when he had that adamantium. Uh, Yeah, 23 points of damage. How do you kill him? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) You put your sword in him, and then the man is dead. (laughs) I just... She just bends it over, cracks the spine, and then over the next four rounds, stomps just, it to dust. I just imagine I just chop, like looking down at a I notepad at like three in the morning, like sword flip question mark. Scratch, scratch. I chop his stupid head off. His dumb stupid head. And then I stab it. Okay. Oh, the old let it die several times until you cleave into him with a reliable surprising amount of force and speed knocking him further and further into the ground until he is nearly kneeling with a bitter look across your face you swing your sword just in a huge arc sideways cleaving through what remains of the vertebrae in his neck sending the sending his skull clattering to the ground as it cleaved free you move over to it as the wisps begin to pour out and before the lights go out you drive your sword down into the bottom of the skull splitting it into gortastic you motherfuckers have earned the shit out of rest. We don't forget. We no, will go, go We're, oh, We just want to kill old vampire. <laughs> oh, well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, well, sorry. I was doing my scary voice the whole time. <laughs> 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 I'm going to take a look at that altar they were, they were at. I'm going to use my second wind. <laughs> I'm going sure. to use some hit dice. So will I. Can't yet. You, need, you need to rest. I don't, because I'm a fucking fighter. Well, resting doesn't help me a whole lot, except for my hit dice. Yeah. And that's what short rests are for. Um, okay. But so, uh, as you move past the scattered remains of these, you walk over to the altar. It seems that this is an altar to Sigarda, or more specifically in this case, very possibly Vionia. Decorated out in the symbol of Sigarda, those used by the Spring Sages, and many have come before. Again, the iconography is slightly different, mainly through passage of time. Though many places in here have come to disrepair, and though damage and filth have certainly clung their way in, especially with the shattering of the pane of glass, this place still seems clear. The altar cleared off of anything but for a few marks of incense, a few leaves, a dried piece of wool, and a thin dagger of clear, not clear, but nearly perfectly reflective silver. My, this... How many things was that that you just listed? Like four? I can't... Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yes, we need to return this bit of wool to the... <laughs> to Fiona's altar. Hey, you not understand how puzzles work? Scattered amongst them, there is a few electrum coins, a few copper. I see no they... reason to time. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe they were borrowing it. I'm sorry, I'm very woozy from this because all of my blood got chopped out by those weird ghosts. What were those? All, all of your blood, huh? Oh yeah, you should be due for a crash about now, too. You'll stop concentrating on the spill. <laughs> you feel a wave of exhaustion as the world snaps back to normal time. You feel slow, sluggish, and your body feels like it can't do anything for a moment as your muscles sag. I feel like I'm barely superior to anything. <laughs> <laughs> but still am, more than all of you. Still am, by one point. I'm one point superior to the rest of you. <laughs> all right. I kind of want to put these in the things in the thing, but I don't know if it'll actually do anything. Well, a bit I mean, of wool? There's a, there's a door to the mausoleum if you want to try it. <laughs> Fast forward 15 minutes. I'm not going to be, not sure if I'll be more upset if this works or well, doesn't uh, work. Well, no, but wool is super important to, to her, wasn't it? Like, wasn't yeah. she always portrayed as being a shepherd? So, yeah, let's bring these back. Look, you try it and let me know if the wool works. All right, let me say a prayer. Yeah, because she's always pictured with sheep. No, no, Conrad. We have to see. It's, it's. A, we have to see if this works. We have like to be there to watch it happen. I go do it. I'll do no, it. Smash cut. Your voice always scares me. <laughs> smash cut. You're there. All of them on pedestals. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Okay. Take a shot. <laughs> Everyone's waiting, kind of awkwardly, for a minute or two. I go back to the mausoleum and do a prayer of passage for their spirits. Is there any way to tell what those things were? You've never heard anything like that. Ghosts with no, none of us know shit about shit. <laughs> I, would, I would think Grimhild might know what they were being a monster hunter. We've mentioned previously that she has no idea. Yeah, yeah I know, but I'm saying it feels like she should have an this idea. This is anomalous. Hey, is remember crazy. how we, we met King Big Ball's monster hunter badass? Not in his fucking book. <laughs> oh, right. That's what you were reading. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. I was thinking of the wrong Big Balls monster badass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Calling me, brother. Blastmaster? <laughs> uh, Just tag me in, brother. Me, Torg, Slayer of Angels. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> yep. No, God. No, King. Oh, God. Man. No, Master. <laughs> we should get Bruce Tarl in here as an assist. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Okada comes in for the reverse DDT. Uh, also, this isn't the Lost Kingdoms combo. Okay, I want to know. Yes. Are you sure it didn't work? Yes. <laughs> what if we change the order of them? God, Am I, I just this. not doing this? <laughs> I continue I I you praying. <laughs> There's a sec. After a while, Gross is like, shrug. Now he goes back into the. To check out these statues. <laughs> How long can I pray and then My fuck about is not resident evil. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half considering starting up Unseen Servant and just having him uh, try things in different combinations for the next hour. <laughs> Go for it. There's not that many combinations. No, actually, four things in different slots is actually a pretty high number of combinations. What would that, I guess. What would that be, like uh, 24? Especially oh, if order at... matters. If order matters, it's even higher. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> okay, is there a riddle anywhere that I can see? <laughs> John, I swear to God! <laughs> Does not do anything? I think the guys were sitting here. We see this massive angel shadow pass over the church. I feel like you're allowed to tell me, dragging me out of care. (laughs) I just can't not, as a person who plays video games, and not look at this and go, "I am shit." I got a point. I will make it more clearly distinct if I'm doing a Resident Evil puzzle thing. I just mean it has a real Legend of Zelda vibe. Oh almost. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking done. So how, how how long can I pray and then fuck about before it counts as a short rest? <laughs> yeah, I think Rogue, you guys, after a while just gives up and goes lays on the grass with the dog. Takes as you name. guys sit in here, keep shoving things into various alcoves <laughs> repeatedly for an hour, and you're accumulating an equivalent of a rest. I'll call an end to the session. <laughs> it's your fault. It is not my fault. Nick's got like a piece of paper and a quill. He's like, okay, now try the wool there and the dagger there. And no? Okay, we'll scratch that one off. Okay, next one. (laughs) When they come back, I'm just like, does the wool, did the wool. (laughs) After an hour, oh no, the angel came out. That's weird. Pen or uh, uh, Nick throws the pen expertly right into your eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't try the coins, Nick. Let's see, wool, oh, wool, dagger, okay, wool, wool, what? She showed up and gave us around. a high five. It was great. Yeah, what if you needed the coins to put on the pedestal directly in front of the wall? What about that one? Oh, that's a, that's a good call. That's a good call. Maybe you're on the coins. Wow, there's yeah, suddenly like an illumination inside the chamber that just says, fuck you on the ceiling. Oh, wow. That's very unbecoming of an ancient I know, really. right? That's strange. She must be testing in death. I mean, Max, I feel like you had the chance to head this off, but instead decided to double down on there's four empty spots where things used to be. <laughs> there's a reason for it. <laughs> it's not this. They've been like, yeah, there's a there's a book. It's blank. There's five things. <laughs> Leave me the fuck I mean, alone. It... <laughs> I didn't I mean, think like, at the time, thinking... but like, are they big enough to hold people? Because you said they were only like torso sized, like man torso sized. Yeah, like That's I guess if you wanted to hold onto cool. your knees and climb inside. <laughs> That's a bit larger than a puff of wool. Well, I was wondering if like it'd be people to be buried with her because they're special or something, but apparently not. So I don't know. And there's only three of those dudes. So let's not even. It's start. a puzzle. It's obviously a puzzle. <laughs> a puzzle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was legit though that we should probably be wrapping this up. So as yeah. you guys are doing I this, thought, that's... I thought we did. Oh, so why don't we next session go find the fuckers that are not trying to eat us and ask them what the alcoves are about. 
And then they'll be like, oh, four items special me, you need that's, to free the angels, we. And then like, that sounds like a good idea off. for <laughs> next time. Do, do, you not forget the, do you forget the part where there's already some uh, horrible, corrupted angel shadow beast lurking in the church that we No, I'm had. excited for that one. I can't wait to kill an angel. Questions, uh, Collins concerns. Here's a question. On these pedestals once more, <laughs> you must items four to open up a secret door that will appear look, okay. on the floor. <laughs> See, you may be intrigued about that, but like that's exactly what I would do if I was actually gonna give you a fucking puzzle. <laughs> I wouldn't just leave nothing. Not specifically that, but like, come on. <laughs> Plus, if I'm gonna give you things to put in four spots, Max. I'm not just gonna make them all in the same spot. Max, we're yeah. Well, then, the then tell me. The next time, tell me. Oh, and there's one more thing on the fucking altar. <laughs> I didn't think about it at the time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize you were immediately just gonna go like, "Oh, let me grab up these things," and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, there's coins there too." And you're like, "No, it's good. We got them." <laughs> Fucking got here, audience. Take this as a cautionary tale. <laughs> if you have, have dumb and bad players. <laughs> Hey, dude, I, I don't know if we're dumb and bad. When do I get the blessed sleep here? I hate this. Follow I'm, us not into I'm this sorry. deep, depraved darkness. I've been Skinner boxed for 29 years and figuring out puzzles like this. This is why they say Dungeons and Dragons is evil. <laughs> you know, like, if you guys want puzzles, I'm happy to make more puzzles with this. <laughs> Solving these puzzles are the closest I come to feeling anything anymore. <laughs> We're having a good time, Max. Everything's cool. It's fine. It's great. Just give it a any shot. Okay, but any real questions, comments, concerns? I heard a fuck. Um, <laughs> nope, that was not a question. It was just, just, just fuck. To get the right impression. You said question. Yeah. You said question ahead of time. Yeah, my statement yeah. was my question. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to get the appropriate sentiment across, the the, the difficulty was surprising, but still very fun. Yeah, uh, no, it was a good fight. Okay. I wish Nick wouldn't get punked every other fight. That's <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of wish Illyria, who's not especially squishy, wouldn't like you know always get hit for I like mean, crit damage. You're still a primary spellcaster. Yeah, like if you're a primary spellcaster, being in the back is more helpful. Well, like, I understand. Like, I, ha I have an armor class increasing talent even, and I still get. Why don't you eat their hit points with your weird stick? You know, I'm kind of fine with how combat turns out. I usually turn out pretty fine. <laughs> I have a feeling. Says he from 30 feet away. Dude, I can no, hit from 150 totally to 160. I'm doing very well over here. Good, good dog, dog. dog, guys. Good night, Lady Dead. Gets repeatedly punked as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other questions or concerns. All da, 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 da. Yeah, we fucked no. it. I'm going to put a stop to you this. You have a good night. <laughs>